Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Good evening, everybody, or good afternoon. Depends on where you're listening. I always say good evening, forgetting that we're like worldwide and there's people in the States. So good afternoon, good evening, good night, whatever it is for you. Welcome to High and Homegrown. I'm Mackie, the host of this show for some reason. Uh, TJ, you want to say hello? Hey, it's Temple Grower all the way up in Canada. How are you guys doing tonight? Nice of you to join us. CN, say hi, man. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> he, he, he tries and blags it. That's, why has he got to do all this? You know he wants to do all this. This is his baby. Take no bloody notice of him. <laughs> I don't everybody. trust any of you. We're taking over this because you'll smoke too much cannabis. Yes, you included. I don't touch it. I don't touch the stuff. I know. I've not seen you do it. <laughs> how have you figured out how to smoke it without touching it then? Tell me the truth. Oh, yeah. Well, you get somebody else to hold the smoke <laughs> in, <don't> Reverse <laughs> osmosis. Damn, look, gotta be that. It's like passive yeah, smoking. It's like passive smoking. They'll count. There you go. All right. <laughs> Monkey, say hi, man. <laughs> hi, everybody. It's Monkey from the breezy and warm, sunny. Southern U.S. How's it going, Definitely guys? breezy around this time of year. Yes. Hurricane breezy. Oh, yeah. Big time. GB, you want to say hello, mate? Hello. How's it going, everybody? GB here from Ireland. I'm actually here back in Ireland after my adventures to the U.K. Nice. Um, we'll come, we will come back to that later in the evening. It was quite an enjoyable little trip over. Um, I, it's I a nice find place England is, you know. It's, a good it's, place, it's not bad. I, I have to say one thing. The, the drivers are very courteous. They do allow you on and off the motorway in time and things. But what the fuck is Brit not using an indicator when you're changing ah. lanes? <laughs> yeah, it's just like fucking, oh, yes, yes, I'm, I'm going straight, doing 120 kilometers. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> no, this is my exit. Whoosh, fucking across four lanes. Like, God, <laughs> are you real? But yeah, no, I have to say, quite enjoyed it. Anyway, yeah, so tonight's show, man, this, this episode we've got an interview with uh, Dr. Peter Greenspoon, who is the son of Lester Greenspoon, if you're a Greenspoon. I always say Greenspoon. It's Greenspoon. Yeah. Anyway, anyway we digress, <laughs> as we do. Uh, we so always do. We should uh, move on to the news and events this week. Here we go. So here we go, the weekly cannabis news. And we've had some interesting stuff going this week, I think. Mm. Uh, Zian, do you want to start out, mate? Oh, yeah, I have to get up and find my news. Um, my news is, is, is kind of a, a, a forerunner to a guest we have on in a couple of weeks' time. It's the Can Card, or the Canna Card. Um, the, the UK is considering um, medicinal cannabis cards to give to uh, patients who are taking cannabis for their their troubles um it maybe will stop the police arresting them for possession of drugs mm-hmm. um it'll be quite good i think if it if it gets there um i think the idea of it is to uh, you know if anybody's caught with weed because obviously it's been legal in the uk as for medicinal uses since november 2018 so there are some people out there who are smoking cannabis legally in this country and they could be prosecuted just like yeah. anybody else yeah and it's, it's and need some kind of card i'm surprised that's not already there so am i actually i mean it's a bit of a surprise really that you, you've got two classifications of people 
one needing it for medicinal purposes and the other using it for recreational purposes and they're both classed as the same kind of people in the eyes of the law i was reading the article or i think well yeah i was reading the article about this and i was thinking it was very similar to canada's first system the mmar that was in place that but even in that system where it was very restricted you still got a document that said you are a registered grower and allowed to have said said amount of of cannabis on you so that's that seems very odd <laughs> that they don't give you any ID and then they're just like, leave it up to the cops to, yeah. to believe you, this which is the UK. always goes well. We're, we're usually good at this shit. Good at what shit? I don't know. <laughs> I don't find no. anything that we are actually good at. I don't know. We love it here, really. We're just going through a bad patch, I think. Yeah, it's a long yeah. bad patch. Yeah, I think everybody's going through a fucking bad patch right now. Everywhere's a bit fucked up. Mm-hmm. And like, like what's going on in Cali? Is, is somebody got that in news today? Yeah, monkey. I got yeah. that right Let's here. go for that then, monkey. Let's yeah. talk about Cali, man. Well, I mean, California, I don't know how big of a news this is elsewhere in the world, but here in the United States, one of the biggest stories we have are wildfires in the West. And it'll be the states of California, Oregon, and Washington. We have more uh, wooded areas, wild areas on fire this year than we've had in a long, long time. And while this is something that it's considered to be normal, nobody likes it, of course, out there. Um, there's things, other things in play here that, that fall into the cannabis community because a lot of the sun-grown open-air cannabis is cultivated in these areas, that being Northern California, Oregon, and Washington mm-hmm. State. And so, of course, we have farmers that are very concerned about these wildfires mm-hmm blowing across their land and consuming their crops. So they're doing everything they can. If a crop is close to being finished, they'll chop it and try and get it out of there if they can. Uh, some crops are just not, not far enough along. They can't do that. And some of them, they just don't have enough resources to get it out there. So you, you leave and you hope and you pray and you do what you can. And for a, a normal outside observer, you would kind of think, well, that, that's as far as it goes. And if the, if the fire goes away, you're good to go. But as I was reading these articles in the, in the news, I found out that that's not where it ends because cannabis is highly susceptible to smoke and ash damage. Plants that are in late flower, they get struck with the, the smoke of a forest yeah. fire, or you're gonna have a kind of a burnt smell to the, to the bud and you know, that nobody's gonna want that. Nobody's gonna wanna buy that stuff. Yeah, imagine the ash falling on the trichomes and now you got all ash up in, in your stuff. And, so yeah, even even being downwind from the fire, we were looking at you know millions of dollars worth worth of cannabis being completely yeah, destroyed. Yeah. No no market it's value really for this bad. stuff. That's hard, man. That's really I mean it's really bad right now because you the, the price of sun grown cannabis has been dropping anyway, uh-huh. and so now we're gonna these these farmers who have been hard hit just trying to stay in the business are gonna have to face mother yeah. nature. That's a shame as well. It's like twenty twenty has been such a fucked up year for everybody. Yeah, I think it's gonna go down in history this year. I was saying that some of these growers are actually like braving the fire quote unquote because obviously these are like really small scale growers a lot of them that have been working on their own special genetics right and if that goes yeah. up in flames then they're Damn. they lose all of that and yeah, yeah. Fucking hell, man. it's fucking brutal yeah i mean selection takes years to get through that one pheno that's you're gonna make, right? finally wage everything on and make your fortune with yeah. and here these people are just by running some cool that happened to him back in and, a couple of years ago in, in california when that when all that yeah, shit went down that, yeah he lost yeah. so many of his strains and luckily a lot wow. of people around yeah. still had his gear but um yeah fuck that's 
that sucks. I'd be so sad if, if I see box got stolen you know? or lost or anything, you know, like, fuck. I, I guess no wire is perfect to grow. And, oh, and this is a case of these outdoor guys. Uh, something Sean Paul is saying here, else four have. arrested are going to. So they think it was awesome. Dawson outside. Oh. Uh, yeah, um, um, they have been arrested people uh charging some people with uh, with arson that doesn't stop the damage no, obviously, I mean, but know, mm-hmm. it doesn't help does you're it? already gonna have sick people that do this junk and it's happened before didn't they say the one started from a fucking gender reveal or some shit yep yep that oh. was one of them there was a smoke pyrotechnic device that somebody was gonna you know supposed to, to spew the right color smoke instead it spewed oh, flames and and lit the brush on fire and now we have a, a wildfire Stupid. Um, it's happened before, yeah. You know, these gender reveal things, I think people sometimes have taken them a little bit yeah, far. They but yeah, this is the oh. old guy saying that. Eh, you know, our guys, thoughts yeah. are going out to anybody out there in California that's affected by this and the other states as Absolutely. well, man, across the West Coast. Absolutely, man. You know, you just, Not just the farmers, stay everybody. Stay safe. Losing their homes, the, the most important thing is your own safety, you know, and, and your family's safety. You know, leave your shit behind, man. Don't we, The plants Everything. could be regrown. Yeah. Just get the fuck out of there. Yeah. I'll Live give you like seeds. Tommy you Chung. Seeds if you need. Everything is replaceable. <laughs> Hook you guys up. Yeah. Really? Brutal. What you got? What you got this week, TJ? Yeah, uh, I I've got some quite a GP. It's, it's GP. Great news. You said TG. Yeah. You t- said TG. 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 GB. It's all good. I mean, we're gonna let it go. Your etiquette is appalling since you come over to the UK and learn how bad manners. Can't eat shit, man. I think he's high on homegrown. Or maybe I'm too high. Oh, I'm too high. Geez, Somebody man. with initials, anyway. Yeah, I'll yeah, go. TG, my, TG, my you go first, and then. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm always pretty cynical about you know the Canadian cannabis legal industry, and uh, I'm not a financial person, so I don't really know really what this means. But there was a, a recent release that one of the big companies here in Canada, Aurora, has said that they're going. But the new CEO is warning investors to expect declining quarterly revenue and write downs of up to 1.8 billion Canadian dollars. Um, mm. And yeah, that's going to, it ranges. Uh, the reason for this is because they're basically selling off all their greenhouse space that they overinvested in and didn't, or wasn't, weren't able to utilize properly as well as they have apparently, according to this article, $140 million in inventory, mostly cannabis trim that they I don't know what they're going to do with, but that, that seems like a lot of product to just write off, whatever writing off really means. But yeah, I don't know. It seems like the shit show continues. So uh, don't mind my cynicism. Um, <laughs> green assault and all that, but you know, it ain't uh, yeah, as rosy as it is. It's a bit shit, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for everybody. And always hearts go out to the people affected. I mean, there's so many people losing their fucking jobs from all the shit invested, the shit uh, decisions mm-hmm. made by, you know, the upper management who really don't, feel as uh, as bad when they get laid off because they get big bonuses and things so yeah um sucks for everybody but um hopefully it'll, uh, it'll turn around and everybody's able to get back on their feet so come on gp you got some good news yeah please gp please uh, <laughs> i have got something some. positive please, please. GP. And anything it, it actually involves and in Aurora as well. <laughs> um, as we all know, you can get high quality THC weed in prescription in Malta, but it has been dry for months. But luckily, Aurora came to the rescue. <laughs> and um, 
Yeah, but no, um, this Aurora crowd have come to the rescue in Malta and have saved oh, the yeah. day and have supplied them with fine quality cannabis. That was nice. They are also, Aurora have been a, are one of the new approved um, suppliers of CBD oil for for here in Ireland as well. So they're, um, they're making big moves yeah. in a lot of places. That's Aurora. what the new CEO is saying is they're looking to... Um, increase their international presence um, through their CBD brand that they have in the States as well as obviously over there in Ireland and stuff. But I find that funny that they've rescued, rescued. And, and I mean, it's, it's good quality, I guess, compared to no quality, but you know, <laughs> don't take my word for it. <laughs> I like to jab. Full disclosure. I mean, the legal industry here, I take jabs at whenever I can, but grain of salt. So. So GB popped over to the UK this week as well. And we, me and him hooked up. There was meant to be a trio, but somebody never bothered their holes to oh, well, you make know, it up. Fucking hell. Mm. Traffic. <laughs> fucking traffic, yeah. my fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man, but we visited a grow shop up in Stoke. It was really nice, man. It was fucking quite, the gear in there, they had airpods for like six pound and, you know, cheap, good fucking prices and the service in there was yeah. nice as well. Nice grow shop. Was it called One Stop Grow Shop? Yeah, wasn't we it? And we uh, the one the stop grow shop, yeah. and we met um, really sound blokes. Roger is the the manager of the place, and Lee, yeah, um, Lee is one of the sales reps. And the way that this shop is laid out, it's just so well displayed. Mm. It's it's out in the open. They have even go down little details that Mackie really liked was the medium. So you had cocoa with perlite, you had all the different mediums, but they were in savage little jars, pop jars, that you'd, um, you'd cure up a bit of weed as yeah. well. I thought it was really cool. cool. They had a filter that was like, taller than... It's like about the oh, same size of... Uh, about the same size as CN's filter. Yeah. You guys have lots of grow shops in the UK? Yeah, loads. Yeah. Every, yeah, every town's uh, got about four. Huh. Yeah. People like to grow indoors here, a lot, you know, vegetables and things like that, yeah. apparently, because yeah. we're not allowed to grow cannabis, but all yeah, these shops course. are open for indoor growers. People want to spend a lot of electricity to uh, grow tomatoes, grow tomatoes and eat cucumbers. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Everybody grows, like, fancy flowers and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But, like, <laughs> they need three so grand's worth of nights and shit to grow tomatoes, <laughs> man. <laughs> I, I... No, you do. <laughs> no. Tomatoes, man. <laughs> no. Uh, I, I would even, lads, just on finally on the grow shop, I would go as far to say it is probably the best grow shop that I have ever gone into. Apparently, they have a better shop down um, in Canuck. In Canuck, yeah. Yeah, and apparently that's meant to be a monster mega store. Yeah. It's as where well. I'm going to have to go and have a look at yeah, man, but it's something over. we're going to look but, into. Um, we're going to be doing, uh, we're going to be visiting grow shops around the different countries. You know, and in America and Canada, hopefully we can get some people to visit there and get some reviews written and see which ones are good, see which ones are bad, see which ones are all right. You know, <laughs> just try and get some nice yeah. reviews done to give the growers an idea of who's good to shop with and who isn't. That's good, yeah. Yeah, that's the best thing. So what we can what we can do is we can say to everybody, if you anyone who is in the area of Stoke and Trent and can go up to the one stop grow shop, call. Or Roger and tell them that the boys from the the lads from 
high and homegrown essentials. Them, and they, they them two idiots that were in the car park for an hour, you mean? All <laughs> 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 those guys that were out there just stoned to death in the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stunk the funky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, for good guys, man, we had a, we had a good time there. It was nice. Uh, we, we had a good yeah. chat with for about half hour. I thought afterwards, we should record it. That would have been a nice interview. Yeah. Mm. They've got the right principles it been, in mind and shit. I like what they're doing. It's good to see. Yeah. No, it is. Oh. And they've got some great deals. They've fucking everything. You name it, they have it. Mm. But they had this one this oh. one grow light, which is, I didn't know who it was made by. It's like £1,500 and shit, man. It's like, that's a bit pricey. That's a bit much, Dave. <laughs> that was a vet, Vetrospector or Viper some Spectre. shit it was no, called. Hydro. Oh. It was a name I've never heard of. I've heard of Viper Spectre before. It was a different kind of LED. It was massive, man. It was a monster thing. Well, like scaffolding frame, you mean? I don't know. You know, like, uh, remember, well, I say remember, I don't know whether they still do it now, but like in ladies' hair salons where they sit with that big hair dryer over yeah, yeah. their head. Yeah. Like, and it's, mm-hmm. it, it was like yeah. that, but on the front end, it had... Like the diodes, I don't know if they were ashram diodes or what would be, LM301. The, what would be the point of all of that massive body? Though? I don't know, maybe it was for cooling fans or something. Yeah, I don't know what it was. A fucking sweet light. They had they had a couple of it. They had ah, a, um... I got it now, and it had the snazzy effect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that why GB had that. Right? It was snazzy yeah, light. Funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, pretty fucking yeah. nice shop. Nice shop. I did enjoy visiting. You know, I'm from a bigger city, so I have been in bigger grocery shops before, but the prices are different here as well compared to what they were there. It's a lot cheaper. It'd probably be cheaper for me to drive up there to pick up my shit and come back here. <laughs> you know? Nice. Crazy, man. Real nice shop. I'll, I'll, I should be visiting again. I'm going to check the one out in Canada. Write a review on these guys. Not me. I'm in Canada. It's <laughs> <laughs> close. Yeah. It'll be a long, long drive. Yeah. So, a big boat. I think that's all the news then, everybody. Is there any forum news you want to run through? Yeah, we got one big piece of news. Oh, yeah, going. that's right. Oh. Uh, Fish, are you Nearly there, forgot. Fish? I can see he's you in the there. chat there, Fish. Yes, he's there. Yeah, he's been like Unfortunately, a Fish, you are a member of the Stoners Forum, and we tend to forget things. But you were supposed to be a member of the month this month. <laughs> so we're going to award you with your bling 13 days late with an announcement that you are the member of the month because you're a legend and we appreciate member, it. Member of the next two weeks anyway. Congrats, man. Two <laughs> <laughs> member of the two weeks. <laughs> two weeks member of the month. Half, half time prize. Well, we decided like four weeks ago that you were a member of the month. So it all adds up, right? Yeah, <laughs> and everybody forgot. <laughs> Maybe we can let him hold the bling for just a little bit. You can have it for a month and a half. How's that? It's all good. There you go. This this week's cannabis news. If there's anything you want us to bring up on next week's show, then pop over to the forum and let us know. Always happy to listen to the audience and what you want. That's why we're doing uh, the Grow Guide section on uh, terminology and slang because we've been told about sometimes you use terminology that the new growers don't know. So we're going to break it down and make sure that you understand some of that stuff. But first, we're going to go on to the famous stoners. Here we go. GB, Golf Bravo, that's you. Right, I'll do it phonetically so we can understand. <laughs> Golf Bravo. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the phonetic alphabet, anyway. Golf Bravo, GB. GB, yeah. maybe you didn't understand that. That's anyway. silence. So, that to you, man. I, I did, sorry, I, but I, I, I was um, a little bit stoned and I f- didn't realise it was my spot already and I'm actually been looking at grow lights. Oh, <laughs> so <my>. boy. Um, <laughs> Right, <laughs> tonight we are going to talk about some 
who know doubt has had to have been a stoner for the vast majority of his life. He has been a washed up car salesman who decided to try his hand at exploring. A lot of you would know him. Um, Especially the 80s from kids. The movie you know, the 80s kids know Chris Farley is surely. He was on Saturday Night Live for years. He's been in so many movies. Beverly Hills um, Yeah. <laughs> Beverly Hills Billy Madison. He's the angry bus driver, yeah. man. Yeah. You know, yeah, I never he, knew he was in Saturday Night Live. I've only seen him in the movies. Oh. Yeah, his SNL shit's epic. Oh, yeah? Lives in a van by the river. You got to watch that. Yeah, story. he has so much. And it was such a tragedy with him because like he was in in his prime in my opinion he was in the prime of his fucking his career but we will go back to it so chris was born in wisconsin country um his pops was a an oil man he owned his own oil company and his um so they had a comfortable up, upbringing you could say mm. and he was irish american so he has a bit of irish in him so that makes him even cooler now <laughs> <laughs> yeah he used to even like even when on his on the sets and everything on a Sunday, no matter where he was in the world, he always went to mass. You know, so that was something that I did. No not way, know yeah, you wouldn't expect it, would you? Yeah, oh. no, you wouldn't. Went to college and he done all right in college, from what we know. And then he went to work with his outfit on the oil business, but he knew that that was not what he wanted because he needed laughter in his life. He he has worked with some of the best in the industry, and he has been like he's worked with John Cusick, he's worked with. Chris Rock. Oh, we got come to that. Yeah. Then he after that, then he went on to um, play her live, where he actually led the panel as well for a good few times. Um, some of them were a bit too much below the water yeah, time. <laughs> yeah, so they were only shown the once. You know? Google Translate. But, um, <laughs> oh yeah, and he when he was on Saturday Night Live, he worked alongside with the best of them, like with Chris Rock, with Adam Sandler, Tim Meadows, Rob Schneider, and then with last night his best buddy of David Spade. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were known as the bad boys of Saturday Night. Now, if they were known as the bad boys, that's saying something because all of those fuckers on Saturday were bad boys, in my opinion. What happened to him in the end, man? I've never looked up how he died. He died of a speedball. No way. That is morphine and cocaine mixed. Yep. Really, really bad. Damn. And do you know, when he died, he was meant to be um, the voice of Shrek. No He was way. 85% true. Yeah. Oh, that would he be was so awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, he, when he took the speedball and when he died, lads, there was a call girl. Yeah, you know, a whore. Right. Let's say. Right. right. You know, a, I, I was going to say something. Yeah, anyway. that, that, yeah. Sure a that should have been the opposite and, way around, really. Any a, 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 a whore. Let's say a call girl. But GB the other way around. You know, which was, <laughs> a call girl. <laughs> let's say. Country in the world. No. You you will you will understand why I call her a dirty whore. You didn't say that. It's getting worse every time you bring her up, mate. Really? Would you like to add one more adjective? She is a skank ass. There we go. (laughs) Hang on a minute. This is reminiscent of last week. (laughs) Calm down now, Chief. What did she do? Relax. So, what's she done? Right. She fucking took pictures oh, fuck as he hell. lay on the ground clutching his chest. He took pictures of him. Fuck's sake. He wrote a note saying, 
Chris's last words were, don't leave me. She left a note on the table and fucked off. Mm. And he was found the next day by his manager. Which she had responsible for that. I mean, surely that's some kind um, of I, I actually cannot remember what happened to her. I know it was written in my book. So if anybody knows, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I remember loads of the movies he did, man. Well, loads. I say three of them. I, mean, I know there's more. But, you know, Tommy Boy and Black Sheep and um, Beverly Hills Ninja quality shit man I, I just loved it there was something different about him he's in Wayne's World uh, yeah he had loads of little cameos around the place as well didn't he but yeah he was in just if, you know this was a big guy but he moved really fast and was hyperactive so you know yeah you don't often he's see a big, that big chap. funny guy man what's your favorite what's your really favorite movie me. from him mine Percy is Tommy Boy yeah. I think Tommy Boy is is I just think as a as a comedy it is one of the best comedies, in my opinion. I have kind of yeah. a shitty taste. <laughs> what you say, Monkey? Okay. What you think? Remember the Titans. Uh, him in a serious role. I don't even know that film. Yeah, I think he wasn't he the uh, the, on, the only white kid that joined the team, or, or am I getting him confused with a different actor? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. It was the big white guy who wanted to join the team, and I thought I thought it was Chris Farley, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Maybe one too many bongers, I guess. <laughs> Never, too many. Never too many. Hit another one and you'll remember. <laughs> <laughs> she Good enough. Enough. That's the problem. Which favorite Chris Farley movie? I'm going to Google it right I'm, now. I'm just Googling it here. I love Beverly Hills yeah. Ninja, um, yeah. but I also like Wayne's World. But he didn't get a massive, like, what's it in Wayne's World? He hmm. was only the security guard. He did. But... He was only a security yeah, yeah, guard. But... Yeah. <sighs> Beverly Hills Ninja. I love that film. It's so funny. <laughs> what are you saying, TG? What you, what's your favourite, man? Uh, well, I watched Black or uh, Beverly Hills Ninja and Tommy Boy like fucking a billion times during my <laughs> my seminal, you know, thirteen-year-old kind of years. So that was yeah. the nineties comedies. You know, Happy Gilmore, Beverly Hills oh, Ninja, yeah. Dumb and Dumber. I just remember the scene all there. that shit. Okay. Fucking love that. You stuff. Remember, I don't know which one, which movie it was in, but he's driving down the road with his mate. They've just hit a big fucking moose in the car. That's Tommy Boy, yeah. <laughs> That's the Tommy Boy. Yeah, the yeah. Deer. No, there's... They're singing the fucking... The car driving down the road, and they've got the carpenters yeah. on, and they're both singing and crying. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing comes alive in the back and just starts ripping the fuck out of the car. I always have a... There's there a picture I post of... Um, I grew... It was a, I don't know what the fuck plant it was, but it was a, a really big plant in a really tiny pot. And there's the one part in, in Tommy Boy where he puts David Spade's suit on. He's like, fat guy in a little suit. In a little coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I put fat plant in a little pot. But yeah, it's like ingrained in my fucking psyche. So I'd, I'd go with Tommy Boy. It really was Ninja's really yeah. good too, bro. So. Thank you, little so Ruth. Please stay strong. <laughs> there we go. I think is that it. There we are on the splash. Yeah. You can see it. <laughs> yep, that's it. That's it. The deer waking that up in the back of the convertible. If you don't yep. know who Chris yeah. Farley is, everybody, then you know, get high. Go watch a couple of Chris Farley movies, and you'll be pissing yourself. He's just a funny guy. Yeah. Taken too soon, like most of these comedians, man. Yeah. Mm. Fair and I was completely wrong. He was not in uh, Remember the Titans. That was Ethan Suppley. And I don't know why I got those two mixed up. They just were both big guys. Oh, they were. Right. Like, 
Like was Chris Farley in a uh, cool runnings or was that John Candy? That's a whole new story, John yeah, Candy though. Wait a minute. Right, so there we got Chris Farley. Uh, Thank you, G V. Yeah, that is Chris yeah, Farley. Man, until next week. So now for the Grow Guides. So this week we're gonna be focusing on cannabis slang and terminology so we're going to like uh acronyms like dwc where we talk about medium what does medium even mean because some people don't know what we consider when we're experienced growers what we consider as simple stuff some people don't even know that but because they absolutely know nothing about growing so when we say medium like what the fuck is medium so we want to break down all these different things that we talk about and some different slang terms that we use so you can understand what we are talking about better you know and if you have any questions or you've got some acronyms like you're not sure what it stands for then drop it in the chat and we'll explain what it is for you you know we, there is a whole post on Percy's uh, a cannabis growers dictionary that will take you through a b c d and it's got a load of stuff on there that will help explain what like gpw stands for and things like that as well so we can run through some yeah, of them. And if it's not on there, let Indeed. us know. We would like to add it because we want to keep it up to date. And we change our terminology constantly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seems like it at least. So where should we start, man? The most common. Let's explain what mm. medium is to start with. Do you want to take that away, Monkey? Yeah. yeah, you'll hear it on the forum or any forum really as medium or media either way. Um, and that's just basically what, you, what your roots in. That's all, that's all it means, mm-hmm. what, you, what you got your roots in. Most of the time it's going to be soil, but frequently you'll have cocoa or, or uh, glass. Uh, Fiberglass. Come yeah. on, guys. Rockwell. Rock, Rockwell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, couldn't, couldn't get that one. Or um, anytime, anytime you're, you're growing in, in a water, it's, it's hydro. I mean, so basically the media is what are your roots in? That's all we want to know. What's the roots in and what's the nutrients in pretty much? That's what your medium is. Yeah, well, nutrients is a little bit different, but yeah, but. You know, basically, what's what's affecting your rhizosphere? Uh, uh, there's one know. rhizosphere. What the fuck is that? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry yeah. about that. T- no, that's no, T- no. complicated. T- T- I'm right into it. Yeah. TG, you want to say what rhizosphere is? A rhizosphere. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, that's uh, that's just the zone in and around the roots, I guess. So where where the effective area uh, and where all, I guess where all the magic happens, you know, where where the microbes are are interacting with the roots. Where if you have mycorrhizal fungi where that exchange happens. Yeah, it's, it's just the area, uh, the active area around the roots where, where the bad or good stuff, depending on, on what you're growing and how you're growing is gonna happen. And you mentioned mycorrhizal fungi there. Do you want to explain what that is? Really? That's <laughs> yeah. I love how we do this. We walk right into the next yeah, one. So mycorrhizal fungi are just beneficial. Uh, they're a bunch of different kinds of fungus, but they're, they're beneficial fungi that that uh, help the roots of plants basically absorb um, nutrients from the soil, as well as protect the roots from pathogens and viruses and, and disease and stuff like that. Um, and there, there are two different types. There's ones that surround the roots basically called ectomycorrhizal fungi. And then there's the other kind that actually penetrate the roots called endomycorrhizal fungi. And um, the, the two types, I guess, that cannabis growers that are interested in, as far as I know, and according to Jorge Cervantes' Cannabis Encyclopedia, uh, as well as a couple other sources, are, are Glomus intraradices and Glomus mossiae. So if you're buying any product that has these mycorrhizal fungi in it, make sure you have 
those two uh, species because most of them have a whole bunch of different ones. Um, but to my knowledge, those are the ones that, that affect cannabis uh, in a okay. beneficial way. Well, that got deep fast. Let's go back. Sorry. But... <laughs> <laughs> it was so far yeah. back. What he used right there in the beginning of his, is he used the word nutrient. Mm. GP, you want to explain what nutrients nutrient? are? Yeah, nutrients are literally just what the plant needs to grow. Food. Mm. No, basically, yeah, pretty much. it's it's the food. It's down like I use canna. So I canna A and can B. Yeah. I use a small bit of riser. I, I'm in my seedling stage now. I'm just going over. Um, a, I just keep them nice and, nice and clean. And then you've got... Oh, sorry, TJ. I was just going to ask what the difference is between the A and B. Um, just be um it's it's got bits of calcium in right yeah so there's... when you mix them together when you mix a, a a nutrient with calcium together then some of it can calcify and cause bigger salt so they keep a and b separate sure and when they're mixed then you know, it's not so bad because you're going to use it within a smaller space of time but on the shelf life if it's mixed together it'll get bigger salts in because the calcium will build up and things like that right Ah. It can, precipi can precipitate yeah. out of, in solution yeah. if they mix it in the bottle. So if you mix it in the water, it, it will stay in solution. I never did though, right? Yeah. Difference is they're, they're two different colors to me. There's more to it than that. Let's though. quickly go through the different kinds of medium. Right. So we have soil. Now everybody knows what the soil is, but there's different kinds of soil because we talk about living soil sometimes. So do you, uh, do you want to take that away, Zian? You want to explain what living soil is? Living soil's already got the micro microbial herd within it. Um, it's natural, organic. Um, there, there seems to be a bit of a thing between whether this is actually living soil or that is actually living soil. Um, but generally, it's 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 the, the, the purest form of organic. Right, because then you've got your soil that comes in a bag as well, which is just your, your standard soil, which you're going to get from any... A garden store, you know. Well, in terms center. of that, I mean, Soham, which I've just recently tried, that's classed as living soil as well. Yeah, but you can only recently buy that stuff in a bag, really. Otherwise, you're looking at uh, standard soil, yeah, which you get out bag, which has got uh, salt-based nutrients, as far as I know. But we'll come that's back right, to salt-based yeah. nutrients. Uh, then we've got cocoa. We we talk about cocoa a lot, you know. So uh, cocoa is a nutrient, um, a medium, which you've already explained where your plant roots are going to sit and where the nutrients in the water is going to be out. And uh, but cocoa comes with no nutrients in it. It's just it's made from the outside husk of coconut. Like you've got the coconut on the inside, and then when it's on the tree, it's got this big green thing around it, like casing around the hard shell. On the inside, that stuff's dried out and then separated, and that's what cocoa is made out of. Cocoa, it's called, and it's full of nutrients. So when you feed, when you put a plant in cocoa, you have to feed it from the beginning. The nutrients are there, like they are when you start growing soil. And it's considered hydroponics. So, and then the next medium is hydroponics. Monkey, you want to take hydroponics away? Um, hydroponics. Well, you can you can class rock wool and cocoa in the hydroponic world because technically hydroponics means that your roots are getting everything that they need from the solution that you're feeding into them, and it's like it, there's no influence by the outside media. But however, most people in a purist form would call hydroponics once you're getting into something like a DWC or an aeroponics situation. Mm -hmm. And again, here we go, opening up new terms to describe, to, to explain. Mm -hmm. But DWC is where you'll actually have your plants 
where the roots are, are held in a basket and they're suspended in a nutrient rich, oxygen rich solution and they actually grow in the yeah, water. Yeah, pretty much a bucket, yeah. a big bucket. Deep water culture is what DWC right. stands for. And it's where you grow your Think plants about, in deep water, pretty much. Think about a five gallon bucket with a basket in it and let your plants just kind of dangle in that. Yeah. And that's pretty much where you're going to be with the, the roots grow culture. through that basket into the water. You know, right. it can be and a bucket, also a bathtub, be, a hot tub, a swimming pool. You know, it can be anything. Cooler, bin, <laughs> trash can, you name it. You make it. It'll work. If you, if you outfit it correctly, though, that's the deal with that, though. But, yeah, that, that's one form of hydro. Another one would be um, an aeroponic situation where your roots will be suspended and constantly misted with solution, uh, always keeping wet from, from a moving solution across the roots. Uh, still consider hydroponic because the, the roots are only going to be getting their nutrients from, from the solution. Um, but same situation, salt-based nutrients usually, and it's going to be basically applied mechanically to the roots in that situation. Um, yeah, well, we just got a question a there good from Josh. Situation, uh, but, Josh, we'll take that yeah. question and answer it in the Q&A, mate. We will get to it. But, you know, those are the two hydroponics, pure hydroponics that, that I would refer to. I mean, but you can call Rockwell hydroponic, yeah. too, because it's just like cocoa has absolutely nothing in it. And Rockwell has to be kept wet. It, 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 uh, it has to be you know, tended just exactly like you would tend a hydroponic garden. I mean, you have to make sure that it's, it's aerated correctly. You have to make sure that it's moist, moist correctly. Make sure it's not too moist, over wet. So, I mean, yeah, anytime you're dealing with strictly only your, the nutrients that you're putting in in salt-based form, this is a hydroponic system. Right. Mm. So it gets complex. I think we don't, we don't appreciate how often we use complex words, well, what would seem to be complex words when you're a new grower, you know? Well, I realize it because when I was a new grower, I was constantly going and Googling all of the stuff and, and listening to shows and trying to fit. Sometimes it's the context of the word you use. You can figure out what's going mm. on there. But one thing I would tell anybody who's listening to this that is a new grower, don't be afraid to ask, especially over at Percy's. We'll, we'll, we'll clue you in. It's not a secret. We're not going to make you feel stupid. You know, everybody's got to learn. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got to learn. So let's step onto the, uh, the lighting bit there. You know, it's, uh, oh. when we talk about HPS and metal highlight, you know, HID, CMH, LED, these kind of acronyms. Let's oh. try and get through some of those. You know, so we, we start off with the HPS. We've got high pressure sodium, which is a HID kind of lighting, which stands for high intensity discharge. So who wants to check that way? Zia, that's your kind of thing. Electricals. Hello. <laughs> uh, was you on mute there? <laughs> uh, he was making a pot of coffee. Oh, dear. I was in the middle of rolling one. I wasn't listening to you. Sorry. I heard HID lights. Yeah, mate. Do you want to explain what HID stands for? What HPS is? These kind of uh, I can do, yeah. HID is high, in, high intensity discharge. Um, it's basically just really, really bright light. Um, HPS and metal halide are you both uh, HID um, as is uh, CMH yeah. Um, yeah they rely on a high voltage to start the lights um, and then a constant to, to continue um, it's it's generally classed as old-school lighting these days now mm -hmm. that uh, LED and quantum are taken over the stage but a lot of people still use them it's because they're cheap to buy, and they? they're the lights that everybody starts out with. Well, we used yeah, to. Yeah, but they're Things not cheap to run. Now. 
Yeah. Um, the legs are pretty good. They're pretty low wattage compared for the the light you get out of them, and that's really yeah, good light. Yeah, that, that's true. That was considered a step up, yeah. yeah but that's it. LED is the best option now. Like five years ago, HPS was the better option. Yeah, but it, oh, mean, yeah. to be fair, if right. you consider some of the, the, the bigger LEDs now, some of them are pushing 600, 700 watts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but so, we're, not, we're not here to discuss what the pros and cons of LED and HPS are. We're here to explain what they are. That's a oh, whole okay. other <laughs> show. Yeah, that's a okay. whole other show. Oh, I'll show up then and carry on with you know. my rolling. So, what does uh, LED stand for? TG, you want to take that away, man? Sure. Uh, LED means light emitting diode. And that's about all I know about that. <laughs> it's yeah, it's yeah, a chip that's, that's soldered. That's all it means. And it, yeah, it, it, you know, current flows through it. I'm not an electrical engineer or anything. And it glows in whatever spectrum. And some are coated in a, in a, a coating that make them different colors. Um, but yeah, basically, it's just a, a light emitting diode, a little bit that, that glows when you when you charge it with electricity. Yeah, so. and they're, they're especially nowadays they're more efficient than what the old HID light, the high intensity mm -hmm. discharge lighting was. Yeah, now that yeah, the beauty of the LEDs is they operate at extremely low voltage, so operating low voltage means low mm -hmm. heat. Uh, it's just going to into that. This, this is why you can get five hundred of them in a tent without going too high. Yeah, mm. right, exactly. And then we have CMH as well, but that's a, that's not just called CMH when you're over at the state. I think they're called LEC lights. Uh, yeah. It can be either way. Like yes, emitting ceramics words. or uh, what's CMH? I'm hearing more, ceramic more in grower circles. Yeah. I hear metal halide in more grower circles. It's, yes, it's, there's yeah. a few different names for them, but they're like, uh, you'll see them yeah. in 315 watts, 315 or 630s, are they? Yeah. Like yeah. if you get a double-ended one. Yeah. yeah. Well, more than 630, but it's not a double-ended. It's two different bulbs in the same fitting. Right. So yeah. you can switch one side on and one side off. They're beautiful Which, lights. Huh. Like the light that comes they out of really those nice, are, is amazing. Yeah, beautiful, but yeah, very efficient, very nice. So I'm, they, I'm, they will replace a 600 watt HPS. I'm, I'm waiting for an LED to to come close to that actually. Yeah. And they are actually pretty low heat relatively too, compared to an HPS. Mm, compared to the uh, standard HPS. Yeah. yeah. So here's one we use often as well, man. EC. Oh, that's a tough one, isn't it? EC. <laughs> what is EC? Yeah. If you're going to become a serious grower, that's one you really have to, to understand because I know at Percy's, that's one of the first things you're going to be asked mm -hmm. around there when you ask a question is what is your input and output EC? That stands for electrical conductivity and referring to how much electricity can pass through that water, which is a, a measure of the saltiness of the solution. Pretty much, yeah. So. The, the higher the saltiness of the solution, the harder it is for the plant to take it up. However, it's, it's kind of a balancing act because the plants need some, so you need to make sure you have just enough. But EC stands for electrical conductivity. And there's also um, TDS and PPM, which are essentially the same thing. It's just a different way of measuring it. PPM you just tell you how much right, nutrients are in the water. Of TDS. Yeah. PPM is a unit measurement. Yeah. That's yeah, and the problem we yeah. we always when you we always want to use the uh, EC measurement when we talk about it because there's two different ways that you can calculate PPM and and it depends on your meter where it was manufactured yeah. and what, what which piece of uh, electronics they stuck in it. It's it can be one way or the other, but EC is always the same. So we always ask. Yeah, EC is apparently more accurate. 
Yeah, yeah it's easy. It's used it by the it's scientists in the labs. The universal scale as opposed to a metric imperial. Exactly. And there is a guide on persis exactly. in the conversion chart as well. So if you're using PPM or TDS, you can figure out which type you're using and convert it to EC using that chart. So. I'm actually just looking at that chart right now. Cool. I think, what is it? Two different scales is like 1.7 and 1.5. That's just off the top of my head. Um, and I could be wrong. Parts per million are zero to 50. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah. The conversions. Anyway, 0.6, they, they, 0. 0.7. Yeah. 0.5. Yeah. So anybody got any um, acronyms they'd like, to, like us to break down on the chat? Are you unsure about anything? Like, what the fuck does that mean? No, aquaponics, hydro or organic. Uh, it's hydro, but you, but have you to can like grow stuff. organic with it, but it'll be a bit stinky and messy. So it's best to just. Well, the problem place. with it, aquaponics and hydro. Is, I would, you I would it, say it's a combination. Yeah. Like it's the hydro principle because you're you're using the solution that the fish have shit in that has nutrients in it. You know, you're not mm -hmm. you're not dumping fish shit literally on your plants. You're just filtering the water and then using that water through your hydroponic solution, whether it's through uh, aeroponics and the pipes or DWC or what the fuck have you. There's a few companies yeah. in Canada that grow aeroponics. It's really cool. Or I mean, uh, yeah. aquaponics. I heard once you dial it in, it can yeah. be great. <laughs> it would probably be a hydro. I mean, it is you're growing in water, but I mean, you're feeding. Yeah. You're basically feeding a byproduct. Well, it's one of them things. It's the term organics can be interpreted in many different ways. Man. And, it, you know, some people say that if you're not growing in soil, then it's not organic regardless of what nutrients you use. So you could be growing in hydro, uh, in a hydroponic medium, but using organic nutrients, but it still wouldn't be considered organics because of the, the medium it's in. Uh, yes. So that would be the dirt snobs. Just because there's no that. soil. But <laughs> just because there's no soil doesn't mean it's not organic. Like if you're all yeah, your input, it's like uh, some of the some of the what's the term? I don't know what the word I'm using. Some some definitions of organic, yeah, even yeah. growing indoors under a light, doesn't mean that it's organic regardless of the soil it's in and the nutrients yeah. that you use. Absolutely. When I I guess yeah, organic to me means ethically sourced as locally and sustainably as possible without doing any any net damage to the environment and if you do then you have to like i don't know there's a whole bunch of standards but yeah organic organics to me pretty much means feeding the plant bacteria shit rather than nutrients feed the nutrients feed the bacteria rather than the plant and the well, bacteria with plant in return you can you can grow plants in compost my compost is organic i would say yeah like, that i'd say that was organic yeah, yeah. so but it's you know it has all the nutrients there and i know there's microbial activity there too but it's like that's it the thing is with uh when you're growing hydroponics well when you're growing organics you need microbes you know it helps the, the food get broken down and make it plants available and if you're yeah. growing in hydroponics it's not easy for bacteria to live happily so uh, what of uh acronyms can we think of here you have the likes of scrogs scrog yeah sog, scrog yeah difference um, between scrog and sog you have a sea of green which is just lots of lit um, and then your scrog is you ha can have one or two plants where you dig down a nice net trim it out let it grow out so it has a nice even canopy straight as a, a, a nice flat canopy opposed to the plant growing up in its natural form where it's just a big bushy beast hmm. 
So uh, Spartan just have a better sin- explanation. says uh, you can grow organically or synthetically in aquaponics. Yeah. But it's I think all about what you mean is you can use organic or synthetic nutrients in aquaponics. <laughs> <laughs> That's the go. difference. And answer, answer Bob's question. Where's Bob? If composting food that's not organic is in the soil, is the soil organic? No. I wouldn't say so. It needs to be natural shit. You know, natural. <laughs> well, actually, TG, what would you think, man? Yeah, I, I mean, like, yeah, I, I buy oranges from fucking California all the time that aren't organic. That's what I'm and saying. Those deals go into my oh, right, right. and they yeah. come out fucking organic as shit. I, mean, it, I can't see the, the landfill sitting there going like, is your trash organic so we can make organic yeah, compost? It's that's not that's a really good like uh, question for the reason that that's, that's how fucking confusing organic is. It means so yeah, much different it. shit to right. like, and yeah, so like, I, I really personally but don't that, like to use organic when I describe things like. It's, that would be kind of super fucking organic, but wouldn't it if you were only making organic cost composting well, from it is or it isn't, yeah. It's organic or it's not, you know? But yeah. you're just fucking saying there now that if it's normal fucking trash that wasn't organically grown, uh, if it was put in, it's okay to call it organic when it's fucking inorganic soil. So come on, boys. Yeah. Fuck knows, man. I don't even oh, know, yeah. mate. I don't even know. I compost fucking newspaper. I'm sure that's not organic, but this compost, I guarantee you, is, is some of the best compost anyone's ever fucking seen. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. Well, I mean, I've had people ask me, is Epsom salt or sulfur organic? And to me, I would have to say yes. That's a very good question. <laughs> but, Sulfate of potash, right? That's mined. No, but I'm talking I about pure sulfur is, is yeah, I mean, it's yeah. organic. It comes from You can just mine it like that. Is that organic? Because you're not processing it. Um, you're not yeah. using petrochemicals no, or you're not, uh, you don't have a carbon footprint necessarily. If you, if you get it from no. a proper source, yeah. right? It's mine down yeah. here. I mean, basically, what you do is you, you you inject super hot water down into the earth, and it comes back with with the melt, molten sulfur with it, and that's that's yeah. all it's so done. It's called and, solution mining. You know, beyond man. that, like we, we yeah, exactly. Is Mr. Jolly, the biggest yeah. fucking producer. Well, one of the biggest producers of potash in the in the world. Like we have mines that that are are so big, and they they mine all the stuff. They get they get potassium, yeah. and then they get sulfur out of that because they process yeah. that. So then it is a big question whether or not where does it stop becoming organic even mm-hmm. though like i could literally go out and dig this shit so is that you yeah, know that's is, that, point. is that organic exactly. i don't know yeah. um, no, this is some eu regulation right, right. saying that it has to be grown outdoors in a particular kind of yeah, soil yeah. with this particular kind of nutrients fuck knows man that's i don't right. think it goes that far i think growing in living soil without using salt-based nutrients is organic you know i think so i mean that would class so i think yeah. chemically all organic means is is the molecule has a carbon in it really so from a chemistry standpoint, all this shit is moot and doesn't mean a fucking thing. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah. So anyway, good point, man. So yeah, what else have we got? What else can we break down here? Um, I think we we got a lot of it. We went for lolly popping. Lolly popping. Um, CFM. Yeah. When we're talking about extraction, uh, cubic feet per minute. Yeah. Depending on where you That's are. That's the amount of air that gets sucked out of the grow room. Yeah. Gram per watt, you know, GPW, how many grams you're getting per watt of light you're using. Right. And mm-hmm. a lollipop in there, which yeah. GB said. Monkey, you want to take that one? Well, lollipop, and what you're going to do is at, um, it's a process of after your plant is finished stretching, you're going to want to go ahead and remove the lower part of the canopy. Usually, about at least two thirds of the lower canopy is going to be 
mostly useless because it's not going to be getting good light or produce good mm -hmm. buds. So you would lollipop, remove all the branching and leaves and everything from that lower area and move that energy output to the upper growth. And that would be your lollipop. They call it lollipopping because it looks like a lollipop after you've done it. You know, all yeah, the bush on top with just a bouquet stick. up to the top. Yeah. <laughs> then we have the LST, low stress training. That's when you're going to bend the plant and manipulate the growth by tying it down in certain places to try and keep the uh, a level canopy so there's nice penetration for the light over the whole plant. So, and then you've also got high stress training as well. That goes, a little, you know, HSD, when that's where you'll break stems and it, like uh, crack the inside of branches and uh, topping, I think, is a high stress training technique. It is, it is. So, you know, that, but the low stress training obviously is called low stress training because it causes less stress on the plant. So it's just bending the plant into certain positions. Uh, what else do we have here? There's so many. All right, stretch. What is stretch? Well, stretch is regenerative growth, and it in between the after the lights have flipped to twelve twelve, you'll see the plant double or triple in growth, and that's the stretch period. That happen outdoors as well when it just before the flowering period actually kicks in. Pre flower. TG. Pre flower. Pre flower. Um, I guess like. For me, pre-flower, there's pre-flowers, plural, that are actually things, and the pre-flower period. Pre-flowers form uh, on photoperiod plants, and I guess autos too, but generally photos are more noticeable at about kind of four to five to six weeks at the nodes, which kind of tell you whether or not it's a male or a female. It just, it signals basically the plant is sexually mature, but um, uh, pre-flower is, I guess, I think it, I guess most people define it as the period right after you've flipped from veg to, to the flowering stage to 12-12 and in that that part where you're not really growing flowers but you're the plants going through the motions to change into the, the real flowering period through the stretch and through I guess the hormonal changes that it's going through in its tissue and all that um, and then after that like maybe about three two to three weeks well probably about three I would say um, you get into actual flowering, but during that period, I would call it the pre-flower. So you guys agree? Uh, here's one. Yeah, I agree, mate. Yeah, it was just um, one came to mind then, and now it's gone. Um, it's gone. Here's the <laughs> simple ones going down. Clones. What's clones? What's cuttings? What cola? Yeah, that was it. Phenotype. What is phenotype? We say that sometimes. Different yeah, phenos. People are like, what the fuck is right. that? Uh, Monkey, you want to take that? Sure. Um, anytime you'll buy a seed from man different manufacturers, you will always experience, not I must say always, because, you know, that's, that's kind of an absolute. But anyway, frequently you'll experience slightly different characteristics of the plant. This is because there are different what we call phenotypes. The plant has mostly the same genes in it with a few differences. Uh, mom, and, mom and mom or mom and dad, however this plant was created, uh, gave this particular plant after it's been crossed and recrossed, mostly a homogeneous characteristic, but these few little outlying characteristics will create different phenotypes. And that's the best way I can explain yeah. it. It's, it's a, pretty much just a slight differences in between seeds of the same. I never. Exactly. It's essentially exactly. the reason that you and your brother look different, but you're basically, you're genetically basically the exact same, but not the same, obviously. They're perfect. It's perfect. different physical perfect. expressions of the gen genetics. The genotype is the other one, and that's the difference of the genetics when you look into the, the actual genetics. But yeah, that was that was good. 
Pink. So anything else, lads? I think we can call it a day there. I don't think you can let's, do anything. Let's else. call what about what's flip? Oh yeah, flip. Yeah. Zian, you wanted to take that away? Um, flip is the period when you're de you've decided you want to turn your your photo period plants into flower. Um, in between veg and flower, you flip it, it starts flowering. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's pretty much flip the switch. Yeah, a metaphor of flipping, literally flipping a switch, like you would turn on a light or turn off a light. I think right. That's the way I've always yeah. kind of understood. Yeah. 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 Right, and you do it just by changing the light cycle to right. twelve. Well, I press buttons. I don't flip a switch necessarily. <laughs> <but>, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You flip yeah. the plant. But that's where it is. What? A, and then we we talk about flush a mm -hmm. lot. You're flushing, yeah. GP, yeah. yeah. Flushing is you just what is you wash all of the all of the salts, all the nutrients out of the mediums. Yeah, I think I think that's <laughs> everything, lads. We've run through quite a lot there. We're, yeah, we can, well, we can go on and on, you know, but something, you know, there's so many, we'll do episode two for sure. Yeah, sometime mm. in the future we'll run through more, because there's always more. Sweet. You know? Mm, yeah, yeah, it's fun talking about slang, like that. Slang, yeah, next like time we need to terms. do, like, slang of what, uh, what, what slang we terms. We yeah, call, yeah. You know? <laughs> the devil's there. Just, you know, what is the Henry... What I is love ours? Henry, man. That's I just found yeah. that out when I joined Percy's. That's such a great fucking word for that. But, well, it's not three point yes, fucking four. Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Here in Canada, you hear <laughs> fucking a new half a quarter. You guys ever hear half quarter? Henry. Half what yeah. the fuck? Yes, no. what you got? Thank, half you. Thank you. Half quarter, what the fuck? Half still got that cyber quarter. That's the Canadian oh math. That all half quarter. Not, not all Canada. I've only heard <laughs> it from it's Ontario. It's French and thing, I think. Yeah. Yeah, the East okay. Coast. I'm waiting to hear that one on uh, South Park uh, now. Half a yeah. yeah. bottle of water. Say eighth, man. An eighth. <laughs> <laughs> Everything pisses you off, TG. I know. We got I'm him riled up again. All right, we did it. <laughs> no, calm down, TG. Calm down, calm down. It's okay, mate. I only have my teeth you know, it gets fucking all riled up, but. Right then, let's do the strain of the week so we can move on to this interview with Peter. This week, Monkey, we have... We have this week, we're going to talk about something that's near and dear to, the, to Percy's this week. Let's talk about Seedsman, L.A. Peyote Kush. And the reason we're talking about this is because we've got an upcoming grow challenge at Percy's where you can grow L.A. Peyote Kush in a grow-off and potentially win 250 pounds voucher at season 250 euro there's a euro yeah well you see when you're yeah, an american yeah. you don't know what all these symbols mean so it's like yeah. one of them so you, you say it and hope that you use a dollar sign like freaking thing. normal people you guys come on yeah you know <laughs> the butcher should just catch up man you know <laughs> yeah but the problem with that is yeah, it's a canadian dollar really US dollars but the uk's got all a prettier money you know, we got nice money. Really? The has got plastic yeah. money. It's about the only thing that we have I wouldn't call it prettier out. money. Mm. <laughs> really? I would. Yes, I would. I would. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the end of anyway, that. Man. Back, back to strain of the <laughs> week. Strain of the week. THC twenty five percent. Anyway, LAP Cody Cash. Yes, THC twenty five percent. Actually, it's like eighteen to twenty eight percent is what what they're uh, saying the THC oh, wow. is. Uh, this particular strain is a, uh, a cross of L.A. Kush and Peyote Purple. L.A. Kush, again, is one of these uh, who knows where it came from strains. Most people think that L.A. Kush is nothing more than a phenotype of an OG Kush, and some people claim that it's got a little diesel thrown into it. We don't really know. But anyway, it's good stuff. That's all we really need to know about yeah, it. Sounds way. very nice. But anyway, 
Peyote purple is, uh, it's, I've heard many different things about the origins of peyote purple as well. It's one of these things, but mostly it says it's a back cross of Bubba Kush. Mm. So it sounds like this strain is really heavy in the Kush. Okay, uh, I mean, sorry. <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like it's what it wants it, to man. grow. Yeah. Why is that? Well, I've been looking for one of these these heavy, like, I, I don't like buying seeds, so it's always nice when, when a, when a, grow off comes up like this because like I, I have so many of my own that I need to run but um yeah I've been looking for for a heavy ish cushy nice just narcotic gassy sweet piney mm. thing for for a long mm. time and this sounds mm. exactly like uh like what I need so excited mm. it absolutely does I mean you're talking about sense of mint and pine and a little bit of uh you know relaxing uplifting mostly indica yeah. Sounds like just exactly what you're talking about there, though. It's, but we're looking at a basically a nine, to, eight to nine weeks of, of a flowering phase. Uh, and I've never been disappointed by anything that I've grown that Seedsman has offered. I'm not talking about Seedsman Seed Bank. I'm talking about Seedsman as, as a seed company, yeah, yeah, though. Yeah. You know, a lot of sometimes their plants are on the smaller side, but they always produce really nice plants. And I'm really looking forward to growing this one. Mm. Uh, I don't know when we're going to get started on this one, but it sounds like something that really is going to be fun. Uh, when you're talking about strong, relaxing, and uplifting all at the same time, I'm thinking like, okay, my wife is going to beat me for this one. I'm going to have to roll two of these plants and hide half of them. <laughs> that's the kind of thing she likes. She likes those uplifting and you know motivating yeah, strings. Yeah, that's, that's kind of a yeah that's an ant that's a that's a uh, zn kind of thing i mean it sounds good i haven't well. tasted it before i've never smoked this strain i think it's a reasonably new one so you won't yeah. find it around often yeah and seasman's done a lot of stuff with this peyote uh genetic, yeah yeah, so yeah. Like, yeah. i've got some more in my collection i've got the wi-fi i've got the uh, peyote forum as well a few. Yeah. peyote forum have you but... grown the only one i've grown of the peyote so far is the critical and it was pretty good well i won the uh the last yeah. off didn't i and, uh, yeah, well, that was with the Jack Herrera, yeah. though. And they let me spend 500 euros, so I got a shitload of seeds. Uh, oh, shit. That's yeah, not bad at all, yeah, brother. Man. Not bad oh, at they all. They treat us very good seeds, man. Mm -hmm. They're a good company, man. Yep. I do like them guys. But I'm looking forward to this grow off coming up, and I've got my tent space reserved. Yeah, email uh, should go back this week. I've sent everybody's emails off to them, so they should be on it this week. Yeah. And if you're a if Percy's member with at least 100 posts, you can join us in the grow off, get over yeah. to the forum and sign up yeah. now and uh, we'll all grow More together. This will be a I lot have, of fun. I have an extra tent right. that yeah. I have just purchased that is going to be for this, purely for this grow off. There we go. That, that's <laughs> LA Peyote Kush. Peyote Kush, come to Percy's, sign up for the grow off if you're a, if you're a member, and we'll grow it together. Yeah, and don't forget to come out and come check the uh, unconventional grow off. We do. We've got a few funny containers. People are starting to grow over. Yeah, yeah, quite quite interesting uh, entries there. Yeah. And there's going to be some more interesting ones coming too. Oh. Hmm. Had oh, some okay. inboxes. That's something I don't know about. Fringe. Okay. Like oh. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I think you'll be listening. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Wooly. Wooly there. He's, uh, he knows what I'm talking about. Oh, oh he's got something coming. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we, we need to discuss it after the show to see if it's allowed. <laughs> yeah. Don't put it up yet, Wooly. He's savage. Right. Well, <laughs> if, if it's any worse than what Wooly would is. Right then. Well, mate. Believe it or not, it pretty much is. Yeah, you know? three, <laughs> three. Okay, well, I'm ready to hear yeah, about man, this it's one. A fun one. Later, let's hold on. everybody in yeah. suspense. You know. So, let's okay, for the interview, here we go.
So yes, we were fortunate enough to spend a couple of hours speaking to Peter Grinspoon, man, and it was epic. This guy was pretty cool. One of my favorites. Yeah. This guy was so open and honest about everything. You don't often get to speak to a doctor about these kind of things, you know? No, and there was no fear, no retribution. He was very open yeah. and, and honest about everything he, he was very talking about. Dude too, yeah. and, and obviously, if you don't recognize the name, he's uh, Lester Grinspoon's son, cannabis activist, yeah, also from Harvard. He is a legend. Peter's done a lot on his own as well, you know, not just because he's followed in oh, his father's yeah. footsteps in a way, but he, off his own back, he's done a lot. He's done a lot of shit, man. Been reading up on him, you know. Yeah. There's not so a much. lot of physicians like that are so upfront, you know, because it's still like like we've talked about in, in previous episodes, kind of a risk in that profession to come out and mm-hmm. and, yeah. and be yeah. pro weed. So yeah, no, it's it's amazing. Love talking to that guy. Yeah, yeah. And we'll, hopefully we'll get him on again. One day I want to see if we can get him on as a panel member. That'd be fun. Mm. Get him on live for the show. Yeah. But obviously, being a doctor, he's going to be very busy. I don't know if he could spare two hours to some time, but maybe he could. You know, and that's another thing which we meant to bring up. Sorry, just quickly. Do you think we should move the show forward an hour? So instead of like 10 p.m. UK time or whatever time the show starts for you, bring it forward an hour early so it starts an hour earlier. Just let us know in the comments. Would it be better for you? Because we don't mind either way. We can stay doing this or we can go to 9 o'clock. It's, it's an hour, for you. It's an hour forward, not an hour back, people. So just take that in mind. Yeah. Yeah. Hour yeah. earlier. Hour earlier. Cool. Yeah. 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 Well, well, whichever direction, an hour earlier. Yes. Right. Forward or back, whichever way your clock goes. Uh, easier just saying an hour earlier, we're done. You know, so instead of 10, it'll be nine. Let us know what you think. Yes. So here we go. We'll move on with this yeah. interview, man, because it's pretty fucking cool. I enjoyed this one a lot. You know, it's only uh, it's 30 minutes long, 35 minutes long instead of the whole two hours. I obviously have to trim it down because you can't fit it all in. But hopefully in the future, we'll release some of these interviews in full. Uh, we'll see about that in the future. But here we go. Dr. Peter Grinspoon. Hello. Hello, how are you? How's it going, Peter? How are you? Thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me. Is this too informal or is it okay? No, 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 that's brilliant, mate. That's exactly perfect. We like we like to be informal. It's been a long we go day. off on tangents <laughs> and just that crazy. Cool, man. Sit down, relax, enjoy. We just talk about weed and stuff. How are you guys today? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Uh, I, I, uh, we'll introduce ourselves. I'm Mackie, and we have a uh, monkey. I'll hey, down the list, yeah. how's it going, Peter? Yeah. I'm in the southern U.S. Oh, cool. Yeah. And we have a temple grower. Hey, Peter, I'm up in uh, Canada. Nice to have oh, you cool. on. Oh, cool. You guys are from all over the place. Yeah. yeah, and uh, Zombie Nation as well we have. Yeah, another, hi, Peter. Um, UK here. Oh, cool. So, Two of us UK and a, a, a one missing from Ireland. So, uh, how are you, Peter? I'm uh, good. Yeah, everything good. You know, I'm I'm a primary care doctor, and you know, I work in an inner city clinic, and you know, we're just sort of getting hammered by COVID, so sure. it's a little bit mm. stressful. But otherwise, I'm good. Have you seen there's been a lot of patients coming into the clinic? Yeah, COVID? we're now we're in a in the valley, but you know, we got hammered in April and May. It was unbelievable. Really? Yeah. A, a lot of positive cases as well. Yeah, tons. Like it was wow. absolutely nuts. So, but is there any wow. any sign of improvement now with that? Yeah, now it's fine. Now it's really low. But we're just wondering what's going to happen Good. in the fall with flu season. Sure. So you and me both. You and me both. Yeah. Do you? What do you think? Uh, as a doctor, do you think it's going to come back for a second wave? Yeah, it's definitely going to come back for a second wave. We just have to 
I, hopefully we'll have like a better government, you know, in pretty soon that actually mm -hmm. believes in it and sure. follows science so that we <laughs> yeah, can thank you. get a thank handle you. on it. You know, uh, it's just been like totally nuts here. It's like a dystopian science fiction novel. What's been going on yes. in the United States? Uh, it's definitely bizarre. Yeah, we have Americans sitting there arguing whether or not we need to be safe or not. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really bizarre. Like you can't make this shit up. You just can't. No. <laughs> no. Like a sci-fi no. movie gone wrong. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Like if you if you presented what's happening here to like a you know a, a editor a, like a literary agent they'd be like no nah, that's too implausible uh, no one yeah crazy tv host is president then there's a pandemic yeah like no one would even buy it as a trashy novel because it's so implausible uh, so especially yeah. if you said the actor was donald trump <laughs> <you know? laughs> it's, it's yeah. so bizarre what's happening so anyways we're all doing our best and, you know, hoping for the best. Well, thank you for doing everything you are doing for us. Oh, yeah. Thanks for saying that. Unsung heroes, man. Well, cannabis is my, my true passion. So, but, you know, we all have to do our share with the other stuff, you know. Of course. So cannabis has been in your life for a long period of time, right? Because obviously your dad was, was an advocate for it. Yeah, well, I like to joke that I'm 54 years old, but cannabis has been in my life for 55 years because my brother and I heard about it even in the womb everybody was talking about it so you've seen that times have changed a lot yeah over the last they, 50 years. they really have it's it's spectacular I mean you know we still have a long way to go you know people are still getting arrested for it but you know it's generally it's just astounding um, how much um, things have moved in the right direction so it's nice that you follow the footsteps of your dad as well trying to advocate for the legalization of cannabis, especially for medicine. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I went to medical school totally with a different orientation than most of the other doctors. Like they, you know, it's such propaganda was taught in medical school. Uh, they only teach the endocannabinoid system in like 13% of medical schools still to this day. And, you know, partially due to my dad's work and partially due um to the fact that, well, you know, I had a pretty progressive upbringing. I worked for Greenpeace, you know, all over Europe and the United States for five years before medical school. And, you know, just because my brother was a medical cannabis patient and for the last year of his life, um, he had cancer-induced nausea and vomiting, he had leukemia. Cannabis was the only thing that kept him alive for the last year or two and only thing that enabled him to eat. I entered medical school like really pro-cannabis and immune to all the propaganda. So, I had just a, such a completely different orientation towards it um, for my entire medical training and for my whole medical career than most of the other people going into it. You know, things are slowly changing in the medical profession. Uh, it's just astounding how far behind doctors are than patients mm. and how slow they are to like adopt this. But I have been in favor of it my whole medical career. And it's just a like completely surreal experience to see how against it a lot of them have been now again that's starting to change which is really gratifying and you know it's just a it's a great thing but it's just um you know it's been i i, I can't even imagine like primary care i'm a, a general doctor and so many of the yeah. things that people use heavy duty pharmaceuticals for could just yeah. be treated with medical cannabis Great to hear somebody say that, actually. It really is. When you were going through medical school, did you find there was any kind of rejection or did you have any friction with anybody because you were more associating yourself with medical cannabis? 
That's what I was wondering. Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting. Well, for example, when I was a resident, you know, which is toward the end of my training at Harvard at the Brigham and Women's Hospital, I gave my senior presentation on medical cannabis. And, you know, the younger the doctors are, the more accepting they are. Just because they spent less of their life under propaganda and more of their life under there being two narratives. One, cannabis is the evil weed and other cannabis is a helpful medication. So it just goes, the younger they are, the more accepting they tend to be, you know, with exceptions on, you know, at all age ranges. But I gave my senior Mm -hmm. presentation on medical cannabis and people were interested, you know, but they also thought Peter's eccentric and they treated it like I was talking about beta carotene or some other health fad. You know, it was like an interesting health fad that had, might have something to it. But I was treating it as like this, like fundamentally this revolution in medicine that's going to keep going and going. And, you know, I just was a little disappointed. You know, they were polite and respectful. And, you know, it's fun now, 20 years later, they're like, you know, referring patients to me and asking me to see patients. So they're coming around definitely. But at the time, you know, no one was really like nasty or, you know, some people were like dismissive and said they really didn't agree. But everything very collegial. Um, now the psychiatrists and the addiction psychiatrists are the ones that are really against it. Um, I'm right. in medicine and the medicine doctors are less against it. You know, for example, the oncologists are all on board with it because all their patients use it and benefit from it. So it depends a little bit what specialty you're in. And I'm in a sort of a generalist, as a generalist, like I think the other doctors have enough patients that use it beneficiary beneficial um so that they know that um not to be completely against it but um again the addiction psychiatrists and the addiction specialists quote unquote and the psychiatrists tend to be like really against it and they're just much slower than the rest of the doctors to come along in my experience now now we're speaking about addiction you've suffered with addiction yourself right yeah opiate addiction i'm like um 13 years in recovery now something like that Awesome, man. Did you use cannabis to help you with your recovery? Yeah, I did. It really helped me with the withdrawal symptoms. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, I I think cannabis has a huge role to play in the opiate crisis, which is sort of a, you know, two minute TED talk I give. But in my case, I I found it really helpful for chronic pain and for migraines and stuff like that. So it can really, Mm -hmm. um, it can lessen the amount of opiates you use with patients. But in my case, um, when I was withdrawing from opiates, they give you these medications like clonidine and now there's a new medication, which is like fancy clonidine that they charge more for that does the same thing, you know, which is what pharma does. They just come out with like a fancier permutation of the same thing and say, Hey, this is brand new and charged 10 times as much, but really cannabis in my experience is by far the best medication for withdrawal symptoms. So I found it really helpful um, in that sense. And, you know, that's not a small thing. When you're withdrawing from opiates, you feel like you're going to die and you don't actually mind if you do. I mean, it's awful. Um, you know, you're like shaking, you're jumpy, your stomach's cramping, you're nauseous. You're angry. Sounds like living hell. Yeah, it's awful. And cannabis is exactly the, these are all the, actually the symptoms that cannabis like acutely alleviates. So mm-hmm. if it can help you get over those two weeks, those are when you're at like extremely high risk of relapse. So I think it, in, in that and in several other ways, it has a really big role to play um, in opiate, withdrawal, in opiate um, treating opiate addiction as an adjunct. We don't recommend it, or at least I don't, as instead of you know, buprenorphine or methadone, 
just because you know methadone and buprenorphine have been proven to lower overdoses and deaths and cannabis hasn't been studied and shown to do that there are so many anecdotal stories of people that i believe that it will be shown to do that but just because the data isn't there um i tend to view cannabis as an adjunct use it with those for withdrawal symptoms and for chronic pain right that's a what do you think is holding back all the studies well first of all who has an interest in studying it you know who's going to fund it you know it's illegal in the u.s to study it because it's schedule one um, mm -hmm. You know, the people who sell buprenorphine have an interest in studying buprenorphine. You know, the drug companies are where a lot of the funding comes from. And then a lot of the non-drug um, company funding is just very difficult, at least in the U.S., because it's illegal. So because it's Schedule One controlled substance, I think ultimately the studies will come. But the combination of the fact that anybody can grow it in their backyard, so there's no pharmaceutical backing mm -hmm. and the fact that it's schedule one controlled substance makes it very difficult to study um i think the studies will get there and again there's so much anecdotal evidence but it's just really hard in this one particular instance to recommend something that hasn't definitively been shown to prevent death when there are other medications that have but as an adjunct i feel very comfortable recommending it instead of opiates for chronic pain to transition people off opiates for chronic pain instead of all this other crap we use for chronic pain, like ibuprofen and all the non-steroidals, it can be ulcerative. Gabapentin. Yep, kill your kidneys. Gabapentin is like a top 10 selling medication in the United States, and it, it doesn't really do anything but make you brain dead and want to fall asleep. Yeah, yeah. So there's so much um, con artistry in the whole pharma industry, and um, I think cannabis really fills in a lot of the gaps. I mean, it's really interesting in... Colorado, when they legalized recreational cannabis, and you know, one of my theories is that the the line between recreational and medical cannabis is sort of a somewhat of a false dichotomy. Um, when they legalized recreational cannabis, the prescriptions across the board started dropping, not just for pain medications. And I think people were using it instead of Viagra. They were using it instead of a muscle relaxant. They were using it instead Absolutely. of ibuprofen. They were using antidepressants. Right, exactly. Instead of their sleep medication. So yep. I think people really do use it. And you know, you wonder why pharma is one of the three big contributors to um, to the all these anti to the anti side of all these legalization initiatives with yeah, state by yeah. state. The other two big sure. contributors are number one is law enforcement because mm -hmm. they make a killing. Um, and the other one yeah is um well, yeah, private prisons yeah private prisons good for it yeah yeah which is pathetic it's low-hanging fruit but private prison that sounds slavery to me i don't know why <laughs> when you put those two words together it just it's horrible it's yeah. private, private prison. prison. It's, it is horrible it should be illegal it's just yeah America, we have them down right? here too we've got it's, loads of them now with with the cannabis industry the way it is i mean right now if you have to, if you prescribe cannabis to a patient you basically are sending them to a dispensary to get what they need is that correct yeah and you know that is a, a cognitive shift for doctors because say you're my patient and i give you a blood pressure medication i'm giving you 10 milligrams of lisinopril whereas if i'm giving you medical cannabis i can make a recommendation you know take you know one-to-one -one cbd thc tincture take three drops at night but you know generally the patient can go and do whatever they want and listen to what the person at the store says and 
they might have a bad reaction if the brownie looks good and they eat a hundred milligram brownie and you know i don't really have control over what they do so it does involve like uh letting go of control and i think that's very uh counterintuitive to doctors yeah, at least there's no fatal overdose with, with cannabis. Right, there's no fatal overdose, but you know, if you do take a hundred milligram brownie and you've never used cannabis before, you're yeah. really going to be turned off. Yeah, from- if I had a hundred milligram brownie and I use cannabis every day, I would be ruined. <laughs> well, that's, that's what you're looking for. You'd, I mean, this woman Maureen Dowd wrote a uh, New York Times co- column in 2014 after Colorado legalized. I she went. That. She's going to use it and experience it and write about it I and mean, she did the classic beginner's mistake of like she took a brownie nothing happened in 45 minutes and she, sure she flipped out hey mm-hmm. totally like, flipped out completely yeah. flipped yeah, but... out and wrote a column about how she flipped out instead of about how she enjoyed cannabis so. right yeah. well she should have wrote an article about how she didn't listen to the directions that's a really good <laughs> exactly. point you make though because up here in canada that's that's the, like one of the main arguments that you hear uh, put forth by the physicians as to why they don't want to prescribe it because they don't really know how to prescribe it in the same sense as as traditional pharmaceuticals. So they just don't want anything to do with it. And the rest of us are kind of left up to these sketchy clinics and things like this to deal with, which is unfortunate. Right. And people get their advice from like the bud tenders, the people that work in the stores who don't have, you know, medical background. And they're like, oh yeah, my friend's sister took this at a Grateful Dead concert and it helped yeah. her condition. <laughs> mm-hmm. It sounds like what you had. So why don't you try this? And we, we need to improve We need to improve that. Of course, it'd be much easier to improve it if it were legal and we could just have standards and so forth. Absolutely. Would it be possible maybe something like a, a medical training for bud tenders? Well, a lot of us are advocating that actually. Um, of course, the okay, tenders good. are resisting it. You know, we don't need that. It's so elitist, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, everything's a fight um, depending on who the stakeholders are. Mm-hmm. I understand. But at I least think it's, it's an, an important idea. factor. When it's, when it's med- being used for medicinal use, it needs to be regulated like yeah. that. The person who is giving it to the patient needs to know what he's talking about yeah. or she is yeah. talking about. I think there should be a minimal training in that, you know, like as a primary care doctor, right? I'm a jack of all trades and specialist of none in none and the three most important words i know are i don't know as long as somebody knows the answer and i can find that person that's great i don't have to know anything actually and you know that's why the cardiology specialist is there in case i don't know what the symptom is absolutely the bartenders just need to know what they know and what they don't know and be able to say i don't know the answer to that and be encouraged to have humility and, you know, not answer questions that they don't know the answer and be able to recognize what they don't know. Yeah. And I think that's a hard quality to instill in someone though, is the, the ability to say, I'll ask someone else. No, I agree, yeah. but it's life-saving. I mean, if it weren't for that, absolutely I agree. people left and right, because nobody knows everything. Yeah. No, you're right. Cannabis is fairly individualistic. I find too, up, like up here in Canada, the only, the medical side of things, the only way you can get medical, cannabis is is online you don't actually ever get to talk to anybody so it's like it's kind of even further removed from that you, you can go by the the description of, of what the you know the strain says on the website but i mean it's yeah it's it's a total shit shoot basically <laughs> well all the strains sound the same too they're all like 
euphoria and creativity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Relaxing and you know, they, they all sound exactly the same. It's not that helpful the descriptions. It's, yeah, a shot in the dark, <laughs> it seems like. Yeah. Mm. No, it's funny because my brother David and I, he's a, a writer and an astrobiologist, and we were just looking um up some a couple strains in the leafly because we were kind of curious. And it was like these two strains gave birth to this strain. And then these two strains gave birth to this strain. And we were like, wait a minute, but that was the parent of this strain. Like it was totally circular. <laughs> it does do that <laughs> quite That's a bit. Impossible. Yeah. So we, we yeah. were laughing so hard because it was like, uh, there's no way it could be circular. Like it just, that's impossible. Yeah, it's just wrong. <laughs> mm. well, we do the, the strain of the week um, bit on, on the podcast. And yeah, it's always just like, well, this is what we've read. <laughs> So yeah. pretty much because yeah, a lot of the strains, you know, and strain of the week, they'll have the, you'll go to three or four different sources That's, to find out what, which yeah, genetics yeah, yeah. parents on it. So, well, this one does it like this and this one gets <laughs> over here like this and you'll have five or different ways to approach it. And basically they all call it OG Kush. Yeah. Unless you right. were there, I don't think there's any way that you can really say for sure. How do you feel about people growing their own medicine? Well, first of all, we do ask people to journal. And if you find something that works for you, keep stick with it. And then you just hope that your dispensary, if you're take, you know, if you're using whatever, like, you know, OG Kush from the dispensary in near your town, and it works really well for your anxiety, you just hope that that keeps being the same product. Mm -hmm. But we, we do ask people to journal and to stick with things. Um, I think it's great if people grow it, if they know how to grow, it's not the easiest thing in the world. Um, you know, you guys are growers so it might you might forget that like if you're just starting from scratch it's sort of intimidating um all the stuff you have to know and, and keep track yeah of. it's one of the points we have on our forum we'd like to keep it as simple as possible to try not to intimidate the new growers we know. don't do lots of science yeah, no, no. keep it simple yeah so a lot of people like i just you know look at my patients and i say the ones that are like really interested in cannabis motivated and young could definitely learn how to grow but like, yeah. you know, if I get a 80 year old that says my knees are hurting, my back's hurting, I've never used cannabis before. Um, I want to give this a try. You yeah. know, am I going to get addicted? You know, doesn't know anything about it, has ever tried it. Like that would be a big ask. To yeah, it would be. Absolutely. So um, you must have met Carlos Sagan. Yeah, absolutely. Point. He was like in our living room all the time. Yeah, it's so crazy. Wow, when, I could see him the, when I could see him through the clouds of marijuana smoke. Yeah. <laughs> so you saw him smoking too? No, absolutely. In the past, I've actually smoked with him. So, whoa, <laughs> we've got a new hero, Mackie. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's that's awesome. Carl Sagan is a legend. You know, well, was a legend, still is a legend. To be fair, yeah, yeah. he's so smart. He's so like brilliant. Uh, we could really use him today. My God, mm -hmm. we could really use absolutely. him today in the fight against climate change. I think he'd be a really like critical voice when we're still alive. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I see. It would be nice if we're still here with us today. Yeah. And your dad as well, you know, he was a massive advocate of cannabis too. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, he just passed away a couple months ago. He just turned 92 and he had had a great life. Yeah. And when you're that age, you know, you don't have that much to look <laughs> no, forward to. I mean, your health starts to go down. So <laughs> Was he still a smoker late into his life? Oh, when was he not smoking? I used to <laughs> that he, you could you could make your way to his apartment for miles away just with your eyes yeah, closed, driving there just yeah. by sniffing.
<laughs> it was like a mushroom cloud. It's hilarious. Man. I remember he had a, a really good interview in the, it was a 2007 documentary called The Union, I think, where he was talking about how he, I don't know if he, he believed that he would see legalization in his lifetime, but it, it's pretty awesome that, that that actually did happen while he was still around. And, and now he has strains named after him too. Mm-hmm. Have you tried the strain? Uh, yes. It's great. It's awesome. In fact, I oh, can tell you something. If I get uh, here, it is a little show and tell. This is from Barney's. It's a little Dr. Grinspoon tin. Oh, wow. oh cool. Look at that. <laughs> nice. That is and awesome. Immortalized. <laughs> and of course, on one side, Epic. it says it's an indica, and then the other side, it says it's a sativa. <laughs> how it is a sativa, but just showing how um, well labeled these things are. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I got a yeah. little picture of him. And apparently at Barney's, they've got a, in Amsterdam, which I haven't, I've been to Amsterdam, but not to Barney's. Um, they have a little Lester Grinspoon shrine. So one day I've got to get there. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, That's cool, so cool, man. Not during the pandemic. No, obviously not. But apparently so, uh, the, the, the sorry, pandemic's Stan. finished on the, the, the 7th of August, uh, 7th of September uh, in the UK. So you might be following shortly after. <laughs> Oh, I didn't know that you could schedule that. When are we going to schedule I got the told end of this ours? Today, all, all the shops and the, the, the restaurants <laughs> and whatever else, they're all back to normal on the 7th. Yeah, well, okay. Trump's pretending we're going to have a vaccine before the election. Yes. Oh, yeah. What, do you well, think we're ever going to get a vaccine? Well, yeah, we will get a vaccine. The question is when, um, how well it'll work, and how right, many people are going to take it. An effective working vaccine. I thought those but, Russians had a vaccine, didn't they? Well, who knows? You can't believe anything the Russians say. Yeah. Right now, you can't believe anything the U.S. government says. This is true. You can't believe oh, anything man. anybody says anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shut off all the news and social media. Maybe we can go back to normal. Yeah. We'll have a vaccine. But do you think, I mean, you obviously know more than any of us because you've been to medical school. Do you think that COVID-19 will mutate? and would need another vaccine to cover it like the common cold does. It's hard to say whether it's going to be like, you know, like we get these hepatitis vaccines and then we're good for like 20, 30, 40 years or cause it doesn't, cause it's stable and doesn't mutate or whether it's going to be like the flu where like you have to get a new shot every year because it, it mutates. Um, I think it's going to be somewhere in between. Like we'll probably get a vaccine every like two or three years, but it's a Whoa. little bit hard to tell cause it does mutate. But whether it mutates in a way that's significant or not, I don't think they know yet. Um, oh, scary! <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a new. It's a, that's the thing. Is a new virus. Like it's there's new so thing, much yeah. we don't yeah. know about it because it's a new virus, mm-hmm. and it's so frustrating. And it would be really difficult, even if we had like an intelligent, competent government. Um, <laughs> You know, and it's just like almost impossible. that's it. Even the best governments have been struggling with these, exactly. Kind of yeah, exactly. And then you have a government here that's like it's a hoax, don't wear masks. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like just so bizarre. I mean, I, I'm not going to go on and on about politics, but I don't think this has ever happened before. But like Trump tried to destroy our post office and make it so to no stop the election mail so that people can't vote i don't think anybody's ever done a, that before uh, in a western democracy yeah. this is all uncharted territory sort of like with the coronavirus and they're happening at once but you know so put your seatbelt on uh you know wonder <laughs> <laughs> what candidate sales are, are going up to the cool. roof everybody's really stressed out what about ireland is it going to happen in ireland i mean uh 
Is GB, uh, our other panel member, he hasn't been able to make it today, but he uh, thinks sit, that sitting over there, they'll follow the UK model. Up here late, unfortunately. He is in the let's chat see, still. If you want to invite him in, Mackie. Let's, let's ask GB. Yeah. And how about the <laughs> UK? Like... Does the UK have a chance or are they still pretty conservative Ooh. about it? I know we had some good news actually recently. One one of our local constabularies, like um, county constabularies, have allowed a cannabis club to be opened in their district, and they're not doing anything about it. They're ignoring it, and the guy's got this in writing. So this is the spark I think that will generate like pops all over the place for these coffee shops. So I think we're on the verge somewhere. Yeah, because once nothing bad happens, what's the argument against it? Exactly. Here's GB. GB. Hey, Peter. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Great. No, I was just wondering how things are going in Ireland because, you know, they have that bonehead Alex Barrett's in there to, you know, advise everybody. And the doctors seem really, really, really conservative there. We, they are so conservative here <laughs> to the fact that um, even if I was able to be prescribed um, medicinal cannabis, the likelihood of me finding a doctor who will actually do it is slim and none. Although every single GP in the country can do it. Oh, they There's can. only one or two. Yeah, every yeah, GP can do it. Here. Yeah, they can, they can do it. They every GP won't. can. They just won't. Canada too, but yeah, same thing. More legal. Huh. You guys got to educate the doctors. Yes, exactly. You you need to come yeah. and do it. You need to do on tour. I'm happy to. Come and educate our idiots. It's I'm hard. happy to. Let's wait till the pandemic ends, but then I'm happy to. Yeah. Um, we're getting there here. I mean, you know, uh, we still have a ways to go. And, you know, in the South, we're not as far as we are in the East Coast and the West Coast. But it's like, um, we're definitely getting there. I, I did a grand rounds at my hospital at Mass General. I think it was the first pro-cannabis thing that Harvard Medical School had ever done but it was standing room only and people were wow. just eating it up, you know, and the younger cool. the doctor, the better. Yeah. But yeah. I, you know, once you just like explain it to people and they realize a, that everything they've been told about it isn't true. Mm. So they just have to forget everything they know. <laughs> B, you just explain a little bit about the endocannabinoid system and they're like, huh, that's really interesting. And then you just explain, you know, a couple things about how to do it. It's really easy. And um, they get it and it makes their lives a lot easier because then the patients can actually talk to them as opposed to use it anyways and not tell them about it. Yeah. And they look like superheroes to their patients and, you know, their patients get off these much more dangerous medications. So I actually find they're quite open to it once they get over their initial like shock that everything they've been taught about it is like complete bullshit. They actually, um, it makes their lives a lot easier. You mean reefer madness was not true? <laughs> Most of it was not true. <laughs> Classic movie, man. Classic movie. And, and, you know, smoking weed does make you play piano better. Of course. <laughs> Even if you couldn't play before. <laughs> and faster. And much faster. <laughs> <You know. laughs> when I played an instrument, I used to think it made me play better. Maybe it just sounded better. It makes you no, it does, Honestly, you it, makes you, it makes better. you play better. It makes you do lots of things better. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll guarantee this. Well, you could tell Personal. us, how does cannabis, like, what effect does cannabis have on the endocannabinoid system in the human body? Well, it stimulates it. And I think the cannabis just, like, changes how you think. I mean, I think it's absolutely oh, yes. true that it affects your short-term memory, but mm -hmm. it also can make you more creative. So 
mm-hmm. I sort of think it, it just sort of, you know, the addiction psychiatrist will say it harms how you think, but I think it just changes how you think. I think it sort of diverts neurotransmitters from one part of your brain to a different part of your brain. Yeah. And that, of course. So, oh, that's a bullshit bit. I'll avoid <laughs> it. Is it? But, uh... <laughs> is it? This, this would be in the 90% of the brain formerly unused. Right. <laughs> you know, like, of course, you're not going to remember things quite as vividly, but at the same time, you might have creative thoughts that you or insights that you wouldn't have. So yeah, this yeah. is kind of a trade-off. Whereas, yeah. whereas, it's like a buffer. Yeah, but, it's got a buffer on it. It's like that uh, Hicks quote about, you know, when you're high, you, you realize you can do everything the same as you always have been, but you realize most of it wasn't worth doing. So but on, <laughs> on, the, on the positive side of that, I mean, it, it just means you focus on shit that you're you're actually supposed to be focusing on rather than worrying and stressing about shit. all the other shit that, that's going on in your life, you know? Mm-hmm. That could also be a, a, a stoner's like reason for sitting on the settee for like hours on end. Mm. In fairness, do, do, do you need to know what you had for lunch yesterday? No. You know, exactly. It's important things. And you don't, even if you're a stoner, even if you smoke, you don't forget the important things. Yeah, hold on. I, I went to McDonald's yesterday and I, I went through the drive through I'm like, double cheeseburger. The guy's like, you know, we do triple cheeseburger. No. Like, yes. okay, I'll take two of them, please, sir. <laughs> and I had I had that yesterday, and I remember it. I remember uh, it. Because it, it just needs to be good shit. It <laughs> was important, you see. You know, and that's what I'm saying. remember the good shit. It's, it's something important. If you know you have to be somewhere, it doesn't matter if you smoke one spliff or if you smoke ten spliffs. You're going to be there because yeah. it's something that's important. Yeah, you remember it. You know? Well, it depends a little bit, too, if like people smoke every day or they smoke once a month. That's true. You know, that does make a big difference. A uh, huge yeah, difference, definitely. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's something like medical patients who use, you know, like a, a modest amount every day, I don't think they're actually very impaired. Whereas no. a college student who smokes like 10 bong hits once a month is going to be completely impaired. <laughs> yeah, battered. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm speaking to you. I'm speaking to you now, and this as I roll my. Ten spliff of the day. <laughs> You're used to it. Like take someone yeah. who who hasn't who does it like once a month. It's completely yeah. mm-hmm. different. It's gonna kill yeah. them off. Well, mm-hmm. you know when you take a tolerance break and you hit that spliff after What's that? a month. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> tolerance? Oh. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, true. Like if you took a tolerance break for six weeks and then you smoked like ten joints, you would be oh, pretty no. out of it. You wouldn't wake yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be dead. But, well, not dead, but you I know, would be. That's a. <laughs> Yeah, some people can't take it because it makes them so anxious. Though I think we can adjust that in the future with like more CBD and different strains and stuff like Actually, that. Actually, I have a quick question for you, Peter. Um, what What's your opinion on cannabis hyperemesis syndrome, the CMH? Oh, I think that it um, definitely exists. Um, I've seen it. Um, it can be awful. Um, but at the same time, I think it's a very fashionable diagnosis right now. So anybody that comes to the emergency room that is vomiting who uses cannabis, that's just what they call it. So I think it's actually overdiagnosed now. Um, it might've been underdiagnosed when, can- and when cannabis was illegal because people wouldn't even admit that they use cannabis because they could lose their kids or get locked up. But now people in places like Colorado say, yeah, I use cannabis and I'm throwing up. People say, oh yeah, cannabis hyperemesis, where there are all these other things like something called cyclical vomiting where the syndrome, where the only way you can tell the difference is to stop smoking cannabis for six months and see if you stop vomiting. 
So I think it's sort of overdiagnosed now, but I have seen it. Um, and it can be just awful. Hey, so my computer's running out of batteries and I'm actually sort of running out of batteries too because I had a clinic this morning. Okay, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm sure you're definitely very busy as well. We appreciate your time very much. No, it is my pleasure. This is just a really fun and interesting conversation. And I want to thank you guys for inviting me. This was really fun. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Appreciate it too. Cool, man. We, we'd like to be late. I've back. really just been chill, um, talking you know. since about, for about 12 hours straight now. So um, it's oh, I'm just ready to go, to go to stick of my own voice here. Yeah. Um, you know, it's time to curl up with a book, if, if you know the feeling. I definitely um, do. I do excellent. indeed. Yeah. Peter, thank you very no, much. Pleasure for to meet you guys. Man. Seriously, I hope pleasure. to meet you guys in person one day. Yeah, for sure. Well, sorry, we're going to head to the States at I'm some point. Here. I'm sure we're yeah, going to have to do that. If you're in Boston, let me know. For sure. We'll do. Definitely we'll do that. Awesome. Great. Yeah. All right, and uh, thanks again for inviting me. Cheers, you Peter. guys take care. Thanks, Peter. You as well. Yeah, man, we'll be putting the link to your book and your website and everything in the video description and uh, the description of the podcast when it goes up as well. That would be great. So. And, um, you know, if I have any growing questions, I know who to ask. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, Percy's Grow. Exactly. Help you. Just come over. Percy's Grow Room. <laughs> All right, take care, you guys. Thanks, Peter. Stay safe. Yeah, man, you Peter. have a good day, Bye. Peter. Thank Bye. you again. See you, Peter. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow. He's clear. He's got it. Sweet. That was, that was great. Cool. He's a he's a cool enjoyable. dude. Yeah, man. Yes. I like it when they have a good time. So there we go, everybody. That was Peter Grinspoon. I hope you enjoyed the interview. You all had a good time chatting oh, to him. Right? Ledge. Ledge. Yeah. Super cool. I mean, when you can be that open and honest with a doctor and felt, I mean, he felt like just one of the lads in, in the chat with us. Yeah. It was great. Because yeah, he's a doctor. You forget that because he's just a cool guy to yeah. chat to, you know. Doctors are people too, right? Most definitely. Doctors but he's, too. he's not like, he's not <laughs> really? like any doctor I've met, to be honest. Like, he's a fucking cool dude. Like, super refreshing. Yeah. yeah. But this guy, like, smoked a split for Carl Sagan, man. That's just right? fucking oh. amazing. Yeah. Legend. You know, it's like you see their memes on Facebook scan by now and again. You know, who would you smoke a spliff with? And Carl Sagan's off and on mm. that. You know, and it's like that's one hard choose. Yeah. Like, yeah, that'd be a... no. he's been he's done, done that. that. Been there, done that. Got the shirt. Yeah. 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 Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Instant hero status. But then the other thing is, you know, his dad mm. is Lester Grinspoon. So yeah. I mean, that's another that's a pretty big one there. Yeah, it's such a cool guy, one. laid back, down to earth. So he crosses off a whole bunch of you know? boxes. That's what most stoners, in fairness, and he is a stoner at yeah. the end of the day, but most of us are, we are just laid back, chilled people. Uh, he's a doctor that's a stoner, and it shows that not all stoners are degenerates. But, you know, he's also, uh, he mentioned in the interview as well how he's got a book about opioid addiction and how he overcame opioid addiction as well, called uh, Free Refills. So check that out. His website is linked in the description of the video. So if you want to find out more about him, just click there and you can find everything you need yeah. to know. He's a super cool guy. And hopefully we'll get him back on the show again in the future sometime. For sure. <laughs> Surprised the ducks didn't give Mackie a higher time for eating McDonald's food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Uh, your KFC <laughs> milkshake. Whatever yeah, the fuck but he was a cool is. doctor. That's the deal, you know? No, I don't eat it excessively. I'm... Probably realised it would have been wasting yeah, you know, his time. I mean, we are we were talking about triple fucking cheeseburgers, That's man. True. You know, 
what doctor is yeah. going to say no, really? <laughs> <laughs> triple, triple cheeseburger from McDonald's. Gonna triple bypass to, burger. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a better name for it. I love it. Burger. The triple bypass. Uh, like, if I make it to that age, I might regret it. But, you know, for now, I was happy uh, with the triple yeah. cheeseburger. I'll let you know when you get there. You know. <laughs> right, so there we go. Peter Grinsorin, thank you very much for joining yes. us, man. If you, if you listen to the show, yeah, it's most, good, most impressed. It's very good speaking to you, man. Mm-hmm. So, thank you very much. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. We're going to move on to uh, the What the Fuck Was That? Here we go. So we play a sound, a five-second sound, and you have to try and guess what it is, and you can win a prize over at percyscroveroom.com. Nice and easy. So, so you think it's really not fucking easy some weeks. What are you saying, Stian? Wow. Somebody came very close this week as it goes. Wouldn't you just know it if you knew? He tried hard, yes, though. There's yeah. a lot of guesses, weren't there? He tri- I know. He's, he's, got, he's got one of them flipping apps that records the sound and just flipping plays it to that website. That's tell- yeah. that's yeah. So you've got to find random YouTube videos and take out random little bits. Oh, no, I've got... I've, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it's the only it, way you can do that. <laughs> I've got so much. Yeah. But don't even dare so, wind if one of them turns out to be an arcade machine. Yet. That's all you've got in your house, though, geez. I'm not going to expect it. No, 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 no. I've got, I've got like... loads of other stuff. But, yeah. This is the sound of me getting up in the morning and making coffee. Yeah, this is my kettle. <laughs> this is my kettle, motherfuckers. <laughs> it's a series uh, of thuds. No. What's this? Zian falling down the stairs. It's, yeah, that's <laughs> me falling out of bed. Exactly. <laughs> Thinking, oh shit, I was supposed to be up an hour ago. What's this uh, sound? Yeah. No. So, yeah. dead plants. This sound. Are you playing it? <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'll okay, here it. we go. You ready? Here's the old one. There we go. Jingalingaling. What was that? Jingalingaling. Um, I, I got a little bit specific and I said I wanted the item in the location. Um, and Noob Grower said it was uh, Jingle Jangle of Keys, Keychain. He was very, very close. Um, it was, in fact, a prison officer walking down a corridor. Yeah. Right. Jailer keys, right? Yeah. That's what I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. So you'd have got it, Monkey, but you wouldn't have got any prizes nope. for it because you're not allowed to win <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> That's why I say it. Yeah, you know, it's not very, really very fair, but, you know. Anyway. That's all good. Anyway, 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 nobody got it. So we're going we're gonna to be, we're going to be, are we starting off or are we adding two? I don't know. Did somebody get uh, it last We'll week? add two. We, we always mm-hmm. add. Yeah, yeah. We'll add two. Yeah, add to the forest one. So here's this week's. Right. Here's this week's. That was it. I, I don't know what the fuck was that it? was. Me either, man. I think I've actually I've set it up so it can be replayed. So let's just see if, if we can write again. That's that's a yeah. difficult one, that is. Over on the forum. Well, no, this is a difficult one. I found a difficult one specifically because I don't want anybody having a guess at it and getting it close. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're not being defeated. I know that feeling, but we're waiting for the truthful spoof. It's, it's yeah, really, it's but it don't work for you, does it? Let's move on to the. Uh, I know, yeah. Well, go over to postiscrum.com if you rapidly guesses and take a guess. See what you yes. see. What it is? Forum. All right, so here we go. Q and A. I did have a question from Josh earlier, but I think he's gone now about putting hay on top of soil for the top trace. 
it's like why do you do that yeah tg that's your kind of thing man you want to you want to take that sure away? yeah uh well i think the hay is mostly used just for uh, as a mulch so for like water retention and to keep yeah basically to keep the evaporation down in your, your soil from drying out as well as i guess it can keep out pests and stuff um if there's pests in the soil so that's yeah. what the the straw i guess that's what i would use it for anyway i don't use mulch personally but um yeah it's more popular outside for sure because of wind and various other factors that can increase evaporation but generally it's used for that purpose i believe so yeah oh cool so that's it you just uh stop the water evaporating from the medium basically I, I i think yeah i mean that's what i would use it for does it not break down and like become available to the plant as food after all eventually i guess but it would dead, dead I mean, already, you need it? <laughs> microbes and, and fungus to actually do the breaking down so unless those are present on in any sort of number yeah. in your soil it's it's not going to break down as fast as your plant would be done growing i don't think so but you can just throw it in the compost yeah. after which is nice um we did have another part where he was asking about the companion, companion planting. Planting. yeah yeah okay you go for that one that's your kind of thing as well. I don't do yeah. companion planting. I only grow cannabis. I don't do companion planting either uh, inside, but I do outside for various reasons. Um, like, for example, marigolds are supposedly good for repelling certain types of beetles and stuff that can damage roots. Um, other, You can use them mm. for um, positive hosting, I guess, so to attract good bugs that will then eat the bad bugs. Um, so, But that's, this is more of an outdoor thing. They're also used for uh, like legumes, for example, clover and alfalfa and these different uh, different nitrogen fixing plants. They'll actually take nitrogen out of the atmosphere and fix it into the soil. So if you're running like a, a regenerative kind of soil idea, then cover crop can be good for that. So you can just have like a, a natural replenishing of your nitrogen through those plants doing their thing. It's actually not the plants that do it. There's a, there's a, a fungus and some bacteria, I think, that colonize the roots that actually do the fixing. But only on those plants roots so yeah they're used for nutrient fixing as well as keeping bad bugs away and and attracting good bugs in my experience um yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. quite handy then really rob is Chibi? robert smith is asking what mango beach is what the fuck is mango beach any tips? I suppose that's Australian. <laughs> oh, okay. That makes sense. I'm looking on. What the fuck is Mango what the Beach, fuck? man? Okay, okay. Any tips? Just uh, don't uh, overfeed. Mango that's going to be the main tip he gives to anybody oh, who's just about beach. to grow any strain. Don't overfeed, man. Sounds exotic. Be light on the food. South American land race, apparently. Oh, okay. oh. South American land race. Don't know much about it. No, I've never heard of it either. I I'm just looking it yeah, up on. Scuba. I've never heard of it. I uh, thought it was like I thought South it was like American, a, a typo, like mango race. biatch. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's a bit. It's a, it's a long one. Fifteen oh, to eighteen weeks sounds... flower. Not pleasant. It's like a Dr. Green spoon. Yeah. It's <laughs> a long a time. Pops more toast, man, because it'll be done before that's done, and it just tie you over till that plant's finished. It's gonna be a long one. You know, autos take about 10 weeks and you can probably fit some in then somewhere. we have Jackie Chan. He asks, um, what drain to waste system do you recommend? <laughs> a rhizo stands are good. Is that what they're called? Rhizo stands, you can stand the pots on top of them. They're like runoff drains yeah. that you can attach pipes to and they'll take away your drainage from there. I've been looking for something actually like this. 
most garden or hydro shops have those they're basically just big like tables well, table not, not really a table it's a tray like those kids swimming pools but they have squares in them and then there's tr there's uh troughs i guess where you, the water would run and you, you fill it up plants you flood the plants or whatever and then those troughs will direct the water out after so i don't know what they're called but they're i just i've always yeah. just called them flood to drain tables oh um, but you have to set them on a table because I mean, what I do, which is real fucking simple, is uh, if you raise your plants up, like you get the trays that they're sitting on, and you raise that up a couple of feet off the ground, maybe just a foot is enough, as long as you can get a jug or something underneath it. And if you have them trays on a slight slant from the back of the tent being a little bit higher and the front of the tent being a little bit lower, then the water's all going to run off and drain to the front, drill a little hole and glue got a little pipe underneath just so it gives the water some direction when it comes out and put the underneath the the jug underneath it and it all runs off into yeah. there and that's just you know let gravity do the work you could go even one stage further and stick a bit of drainage pipe and put all your little pipes into the drainage pipe and just put the drainage pipe into a bucket yeah. outside yeah, that's the, the idea with those that's tables there's just a hole in the one corner that you gotta just have just a slight incline mm -hmm. somewhere so the water runs yeah. and you just have a bucket underneath it or whatever but if you can't water. do that then uh, a wet vac is always good yeah. but obviously that Depends on what time you're watering. If you've got neighbours, you don't want to be vacuuming shit up at midnight <laughs> when you've just fed your plants. You know, take that into consideration. But wet vacs are good as well. If you're getting a lot of runoff and you want to get it up fast, wet vacs are good. Well, you can also use these little uh, drill power pumps that mm -hmm. can pump out your waste mm -hmm. in your tents. I do that sometimes as well. And there's multiple mm -hmm. sizes of them. I use the larger that's, ones. That's it, man. But well, I suppose that's for cocoa, you know, for drain to waste system. Yeah. You're just looking for an easy way to get rid of runoff. Yeah, so that's going to be it. Just raise up the trays and try and get something underneath it that that can catch water once it's run off. And it's nice and easy. You just water and then come back in an hour or so and shit's done. Yeah, I MacGyvered up a small little um, kind of system that I have because I use smaller trays or smallish trays. I have, I, I'm still waiting to put it in. Um, but it's just a, quite like a, sheet, a small sheet of aluminium bars, like like fence. Well, chain link fence, yeah. but like stored here, cut down into a small, small size. And I just have lumps of timber underneath it and I just stick the trays in underneath them. Just make sure that it's covered in something because you don't want it going rusty. Rusty. It's already, it's, it's pre galvanized and it's painted and everything. So it's sweet. Cool. cool. Yeah. Sweet. It's actually a piece of fence that um, oh, good was off my dog run. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Yeah, recycle, recycle, reuse. No, reuse, yeah. repurpose, and all yeah. that. Very good GP. Upside, that's it. Yes. What was One man's yes. rubbish is another man's treasure. Oh, there we go. We're running a little bit over time now. So well, if there's no more questions, then we should that's move fair. on to the uh, the truth or spoof, which I'm going to get you all today. <laughs> I'm going to get you all. Oh, yeah. It's over. It's over. <laughs> you haven't heard confidence like this for a while, have you, lads? So let's do it. Here we go. Yes. I think the last three just weeks. Every week. Just every week. <laughs> Truth or spoof. Truth or spoof. There will be three statements. Two will be true, one will be false. This is related to uh, our guest today, Mr. Grinspoon. So, Peter, truth or spoof number one. Peter Grinspoon grew up in Massachusetts with a twin brother called Jack and his older brothers, David and Danny. Okay, that's number one. Truth or spoof. Number two. Dr. Greenspoon graduated from college with honours in philosophy. He then worked for Greenspeace before enrolling in medical school. 
Greenspace. <laughs> I'm so high, man. <laughs> okay, and then number three, I hope you're getting this. Dr. Greenspoon was a consultant to the production of Jackie Little Pill at the American Repertory Theatre in 2018. Okay, excuse my uh, bad reading skills there. It is midnight and I'm extremely stoned. But the, I'm sure you can make sense of it when you're reading it on the screen. Okay, so. I can't see it on the screen. Okay. Okay, then, so yeah, you want to go first? I have. <laughs> you go first, Ian. Yeah, which one's false? One, two, first. or three. Oh, shit. There's no option A or M. I'm going to go with. So. I'm going to go with number two again. Why? Because uh, uh, I, I figure number two is a fake. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that that seems like a, a good reason. <laughs> It's it, it's no 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 it's it's the way you speak you you've kind of got a different voice. Okay, okay. You're going all Darren <laughs> Brown on me, are you? I can tell by the tone of his voice the way he's using. I know I'm, which I'm doing one is the logical research on my head. Yeah, I reckon okay. number two's the spoon. Number two, you sure? Okay, GP, yeah. you're uh, missing line. In the I, squad. I think it's be? number one. Um, I'm not. A, can I have a look at number one again? No. <laughs> Here you go, mate. Here you go. <laughs> Let me read this in my normal voice. <laughs> That'll be a good idea. All right. Okay. Preferential treatment. I see. This is why I get to go first because you fucked it up like a mum. Watch. 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 And his older brothers, Danny and David. Or David and Danny. Yeah, I think. My, 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 my I think that's. I think number Can one I my mind? is <laughs> the fake one because I don't think he had a brother called Jack. Okay. I don't think so. So yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to say number one. Monkey, you're next on the list. Go no, should it. we make it short and sweet? Number one's okay. fake. Yeah. Just like that. Any <laughs> deliberation? Yeah. Yeah. Just like that. Okay. No, no deliberation. I mean, it's, it's got to be number one. It's got to be it. If you're asking me to deliberate, it means no, I'm no, correct. I asked Ian to deliberate, and each shows different to you. <laughs> he asked me as well. <laughs> exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to stick with one. I, I don't think that, that doesn't okay, sound right. The number of kids. To you. Uh, I don't know. I really have no idea at all. Um, Good. Like. <laughs> Never, I've never known him. I know he has a brother, one brother at least. I follow him on Twitter as well. Um, but I don't know about the other brothers, but I also don't know about um, the third. I think the second one's probably true because it, it sounds true. It sounds like, like something somebody would do. Um, and number three, like that's number two again. <laughs> the Greenpeace thing before med school. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. like. Yeah. I, I don't know what number three, like Jagged Little Pill is in the leg and Alanis Morissette album. I don't know if they made any, I don't know what that is. So I'm going to go with number three because I don't know what that is <laughs> other than an Alanis Morissette album. So, and I didn't Google it because I'm not a, a dick. Uh, okay. I was in there. <clears throat> Anybody in the chat want to take that? I guess he's now twisted as taken number one. Yeah. Anybody else? Just quickly drop it in there. We'll give you 30 seconds. I'll, I'll so. want to go number one. As well. You can't change your mind. You have 60 <laughs> seconds. I, I can. I yeah. bloody can. 
Oh, wait a minute. If Becky's defending, you can't change your mind. Yeah, that means we're correct. <laughs> we got it. We got it. Now, can, can I say so? Yeah, can I say so? That means at least Before. half of us beat him. Unless you're going to change your mind. No, no, I'm not going to change my mind. Um, can, can, I, can, can I tell what the answer is? Because I know I was just trying to feign. Okay, right. Yeah, it's, it's all over. Everybody's chosen there. You only get 60 seconds. And once the question, once the answer is chosen, you can't change it. <laughs> Wait, it is. Well, I only took like 10 seconds so I can give my, fit, my 40 seconds. <laughs> okay, okay go for it, man. Now, <laughs> Peter had a brother called Joshua, who was his twin brother. Yes. And he had a younger brother, Danny, who passed away from with leukemia when he was only 16, yeah. unfortunately. No, he's, yeah, he's still his older brother. Oh, it was his right? older brother at the time. Yeah, that's right, Sarah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Danny was, was older, older than But he his, was. his yeah. brother was... But he does have a twin brother Josh, called Joshua, not Jack. not Jack. I knew that. And that's how that's how I knew uh, it was because of the, the brother was Joshua and not Jack. Yeah. Well, I don't know. So anything. He did in fact go and work no, for I'm... Greenpeace for five years before he re enrolled in medical school. Yeah, I had I read his uh, Wikipedia page before the interview and I think Greenpeace was on there and so was yeah, Jack yeah. Little Pills. But it's, I got all this on Wiki page. So. I made it easy on myself. I just didn't know what to do. Oh, well, sure. <laughs> made it easier on me too then. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Mackie. That's the way it is. It's hard to find information, man. It's hard to come up with ideas. I think we're just going to have to step away from the whole weed thing and go into science or something or conspiracy yeah, theories, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Trivial pursuit shit. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Can't do conspiracy theories because no be answer is technically wrong. <laughs> but I was going to say to the right minister there, it's like, should have put one of them, uh, the earth is flat. <laughs> so, you know, is that can you really? <laughs> what are people going to really say? You know, some people will disagree regardless. It doesn't matter what you say, does it? So, anyway, start the quotes. Let's do this. I have one of those. Yeah, man. Like, I had a thing to do, you know, where you talk, man, where the cat talks. I want to, I got a thing to say, man. I was going to say it, but I forgot it, man. Tommy Chong, legend. Right, TG, start to you, man. Yeah. So, um we all know you know going into grow shops talking with og quote-unquote growers and stuff everybody's got their way that they know will work for you and if you don't do it that way you're a fucking idiot or what have you right everybody's got one of those dudes that they know or dudettes so in the immor <laughs> in the immortal word of the dude you know el duderino for you're not really into the brevity thing but um right before uh right after the jesus tells him that him and liam are gonna fuck them up uh the dude uh i don't know it's, it's probably one of my favorite quotes of all time because it totally applies to all these growers right um and it goes yeah well you know that's just like uh your opinion man because it is everything's <laughs> fucking an opinion nobody really has the way to do anything so anybody that tells you otherwise um is lying so make sure yeah you tell them that yeah. that's just an opinion man. right and that's just your opinion yeah, man exactly right <laughs> so exactly everyone everyone's got one. got one and uh remember that nobody knows the way everybody knows a way but uh yeah so don't take it personally it. find your own way and to all those girls get super that, high uh, and think that, of philosophical yeah. things and fuck off for all those people that, that tell people that there's only one way and if you don't do it because like you obviously don't know like 
that much about growing because clearly the five of us grow five different ways and we all grow really nice weeds. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I digress. As we all do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do digress pretty much. We're not so bad. Digress. We do try and keep it under control. All right. So let's move on to that outro. There we go. Thank you for joining us, everybody. It's been a pleasure, as usual. So I hope you've enjoyed the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Great show as always, boys. Um, yeah. Chat, it has been, it has been a <laughs> pleasure. pleasure. Thank, yeah. it always thanks for showing up, everybody. It's always mm-hmm. nice to, to see everybody in chat. So. Yeah, man. Of course, let us know uh, if you, what subjects you'd like us to cover in future episodes. Any strain of the week you want us to do or any famous stoners, things like mm-hmm. that. You just let us know. Get over to postusgrown.com and sign up if you're not a member Don't already. Don't forget to sign up for the Grow, too. Peyote Kush. LA Peyote mm-hmm. Kush. Looks good. Yes. Thanks, Thanks everybody. For stopping by, everybody. See you next week. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Here we go. So Bye. Bye, Percy's. Bye. 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 <laughs> 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 We're not gone yet. I'm still here. We're still here. We're just doing that fade out, my boys. I know. Enjoy your, enjoy your week, everybody. We'll see you on Sunday. Thanks again. See you, everyone. Slant. See you next week. Thanks again for listening, everybody. Hopefully by now you've listened to all of the episodes in the past as well as this one. If not, then you can go to iTunes or Spotify, Deezer, Stitcher, even YouTube. You can go to any of those networks and you'll be able to watch the previous episodes that we've done in the past. If you're enjoying the show, please make sure that you share it with your friends. Leave a like on the video, follow us or subscribe on all of the podcast networks. It just helps all with the the future progression of the show if we have more listeners and more subscribers also if you can we do have a patreon page so you can head over to patreon.com slash percy's grow room all we ask you to do is listen that is plenty we appreciate every single listener but if you can do more by liking the video sharing and even going to the extent of becoming a patreon that will be massively appreciated we'll see you again next week Thank you.